Wow. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome, one and all, to what I just had to hear out of my ears right half a second before we started here. Good morning, Kindred. And welcome to Vegas by Night, Mayday Roleplay's Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. Thank you so much for con- your continued viewership and all of the wonderful feedback we've been receiving on our Patreon Discord. It means the world to me. I know it means the world to the rest of us. We are having so much fun playing this game, and I think that's the most important part. We, we've consistently come off here feeling so good about what we're putting out. So thank you, everyone, for feeling the same with us. We're going to keep going. If you've missed out on any chapter of Vegas by Night, don't fear. You can still check it out on Spotify, Twitch VOD, and our YouTube channel as of right now. And if you're wondering how you can get more Mayday in your life, you can catch our stream here every other Saturday for our main show. You can follow us on all major platforms as well as Spotify and SoundCloud for podcast-friendly recordings of all our major shows and streams. And finally, you can donate to us on Patreon and join our Patreon Discord. The Discord is really where we've had a chance to build a great little family around the content we've put out. We've had patrons who have joined each other's games and played in some hosted by ourselves. We've started a Deadpool on which one of us will die first. We've debated the most vile pizza toppings possible. And uh, most recently, we had a discussion about pilk in the chat, which originally I thought meant Pepsi milk. Only to find out that it can also mean pickle milk. So much worse. Worse than the last. It's terrible. But just recently, we put in some Vegas by Night emotes that are absolutely worth it. There is no better joy than the spoons with a knife option (laughs) or nut grab, which is officially named after Burroughs' actions in the last episode. Um, In addition to all that craziness, you get an opportunity to listen to exclusive Patreon content and behind-the-scenes information. If you're a fan of Vegas by Night, we just recently put up Niles' origin session up exclusively on our Patreon. It's it's a doozy of a session that goes into a little (laughs) of what makes Niles Niles and... We had a lot of fun making it. Um, so it was uh, it was great to put up. So please, if you get a chance, go see it. See uh, Eli. Eli did an exceptional job with her her session there. We have an Orpheus debrief on the way soon, detailing and answering all the questions put forward by the fans of the show as well as the cast members themselves. So keep a lookout for that release. We'd also like to give uh, a huge shout out to our handler level Patreon co- contributors. Uh, it's because of their involvement in our content that we can begin thinking about all the big picture ideas we have for Mayday and the future ahead. Uh, so thank you to Ankh, to OG Pan, to Bimblewort, to Cameron S. I think Bimblewort is in the chat. I'm pretty sure Ankh is mm-hmm. too. So, so Ankh, good yeah. morning to both of you. Hopefully uh, you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, Cameron S., Eric A. and Jonathan M., if any of you are in the chat, welcome as well. Uh, thank you guys for everything you do for us. Uh, it's it's a huge, huge measure to see someone support us on that level. So thank you so much. Other than that, please check out our Delta Green campaign, Doomed to Repeat, our D&D campaign centered in the island world of Ashoka, and our Old World of Darkness campaign using the Orpheus system, all of which are available on all major uh, podcasting platforms, YouTube, and our Twitch. 
Before we get started today, I just want to remind everyone that Vampire the Masquerade can be a dark setting, and as such, there are content warnings for any watching. Please be advised that there may be violent themes, plenty of adult language, and the exploration of darker subjects. I don't know that we'll get to it in this episode, but in the next coming episodes, there will be uh, another content warning of body horror. If you don't do well with it, please keep that in mind. I'm about to get into a thread that uses a lot of it. Um, so please take care of yourself and, and be aware of what we're putting out there. We just want to make sure that you're happy and healthy and can enjoy the content that works best for you. I'd advise it, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Without uh, further ado, uh, we will begin. Humanity was cursed, but before that curse, we were kind. We were capable of loving each other in a way only a beating heart can. The blood in our veins made that possible. And maybe that is what drew the kindred's obsession with it. It became spiritual, powerful, worthy of ritual. The blood was a weaponized compassion in crimson manifestation. And in the city of Enoch, a rolling palace lived, a throne from which Cain and his child Enoch served, the dread palace Gamal an immortal structure built in service to God's lost children, the kindred of the first city. It was built in the preparation of Gehenna, a planned apocalypse of Cain's own making, a time in which Cain would return from his wandering to judge all kindred of his own court. And in that dread place, among spires of power and rivers of blood, there was a floor devoted to sacrifice, the giving of life, in the service to power. The third floor, where Cain kept his droves of mortals eager to die to their cause. Thousands left wandering the floors of this place, prepared to give everything they could of themselves to serve. The third floor, where the kindred filled basins with the blood of these willing acolytes and drained them of all kindness. The third floor, where sacrifice was made real to solidify Cain's control over that dread palace. We used to be capable of the devotion of the third floor. We were caring siblings raising a child that wasn't ours. We helped to rally the masses. We fed those with hunger in their eyes. We solved the hard questions of humanity. We danced that we might give joy to others. We climbed for hopes of seeing the world from on high. We loved without condition. We cared without circumstance. But it is human to stay by the deathbed. It's the human that sleeps in two small recliners and suffers the chime of heart monitors and sees the light rise through sheer metal cur uh, medical curtains. It is the human that weeps and mourns before death has been served. The human that suffers the sunk cost of the appreciation of a friend whose life will fade before they're capable to celebrate your service. It is the human that loves to fill another and never to worry for their own emptiness. It is the kindred that sacrifices their friends to something greater, selfishness. The kindred that robs death from any foolish enough to assume they'd outgrown their usefulness. It is the kindred that lurks past visiting hours. It is the kindred with a hand on the cord. The kindred with the same answer to every question 
even life. We will tell them that we are saving them. We will rob them of any chance to give a love that doesn't consume. We will kill our darlings. Welcome to Vegas by night. That one was vile. That one, <laughs> the mental image that I just got off of what I just heard in my ears. Terrible. Um, okay, good. Let's begin by introducing our cast. My name is Caleb James Miller. I'll be your storyteller for today's session. My name is Aaron, and I'm Enoch. I'm Allegra, and I'm playing Mal. I'm Amanda, and I'm playing Allison. Uh, I, I I'm guess Ian. I'm okay. I'm Eli, and I'm playing Niles. Sorry, <laughs> we forgot our alphabet for a second. I'm Sergio, I'm playing Burroughs. Hey, I'm Vince. I'll be playing Regal. I'm Zach, and I'll be playing Sybil. Perfect. Now we will be hearing from Allison with a recap of last session's events. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> what does that mean? Why can you not? Woo! Yeah! Okay. Okay, good. <sighs> okay, let's go ahead and change that. Oh, baby. Enoch really did clean this up good. Okay. Perfect match. Oh my god! You're coming along so well. I'm so sorry. I should never have left you hanging. I know. Okay, I know this. Look, just give me a little time to suture this up. It's gonna look beautiful. I love you. Alright. So, gosh, okay. So, alright, boom. Like, remember where we picked up last time? And I was telling you I was with this group of people that we went and had. So, anyway, this dumbass group of mine. (laughs) All we had to do was go into a bar and just get some peckerheads to believe that we were doing drug deals. All we had to do was just say, hey, we're Walter White, here's some drugs. Walter White is a, uh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting, you don't know a lot of pop culture. Walter White is a a TV show, okay? Um, That's something we're gonna watch, okay? I promise, that's gonna happen. So, anyways. All Enoch had to do was just say, hey, we got some drugs. And guess what we could do? Just kill them. Because guess what? I did my job. You know what I did? Yes! I did the old coyote ugly routine. All eyes on me, literally, all eyes on me. I got the girls, the dancers, extra tips. I got literally 10 guys willing to sign over their 401ks to me. Like, fuck <laughs> yes. I don't know where they got 401ks, but I took it. Oh, gosh. I'm going to do a butterfly stitch with that one. Okay, anyway. So here I am in the middle of giving some, was it small, like a lap dance, right? When all of a sudden I just hear gunshots go off, like it's a fucking NRA convention, just going off pew pew. So Mr. Douchebag, you know, the one I was telling you, literally, I just had to do titty titty bang bang, snap snap, and he was dead. (laughs) See, clean, simple, no one saw except the bartender, but I shut it down very quickly. God, if they don't get, Character, espionage, it's part of a role. I mean, you get that. You totally get that. Uh, so wait, what? Oh yeah, okay, so uh, the others, right, right. So I got the situation that things got fucked upstairs. 
Mr. Burroughs, you know, the one I was telling you about, the one I have the theories. Yeah, him. Uh, so homeboy decides to actually go ahead and spend the night with me and Enoch. One down, one down. I know, I know, I know. But I really do think my theory is correct about him. But I just got to get the other ones, though. That's just like, like how you did. Like, you know how you collected a soiree of people? That's how I want you to do it. I know. Thank you, Mary. I just think of everything. No, but so the reason uh, I was saying... Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so anyways, Niles, right? Niles and Sybil, by the way, they got so much chemistry. I've already called them like nibbles in my head. And I hope, like, I want them to get together. Like, I want them to be together. And I think we should, it could be like one of your old movies. You know, like the ones, like some like a hot, uh, the, sh uh, the prince and the showgirl. Oh my God, Mary, it could totally work out that way. I could see it. Maybe we can get Mal when they're done talking to Walls to make this rom-com. I don't know. Uh, everything's itchy again. I gotta, hold on. Okay, Mary, what do you think? We're almost getting to your body now. We're almost getting there. I mean, Absolutely incredible. Beautiful. I, I love dipping out of frame to end the scene. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Absolutely gorgeous. Um. I can still see you guys, and I got so nervous because I could see a little reaction. So I had like stare. It's, it's tough when you're doing the recap. You have to stay yeah. focused on your stuff. Yeah. That was fucking yeah. incredible. You are the way that gorgeous. you are, and I love it. But what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. Let's start off with hunger for everyone at the table. So largely after we get through this initial scene of what happened with Regal last night, we're going to move into the next night, meaning that you all have slept in your re re uh, respective homes. OK, um, for Niles, you'll have spent the night in the Belvedere, uh, the bar run by Ellis and Hugh. Um, so whatever you need to envision for that happening, but we do need to do hunger checks to abide by what goes on in that evening. So if you are not healing aggravated damage, do we lose somebody, by the way? Let's just double check. I'm I think missing. still here. I see everybody oh. on camera. Okay, good, good, good. Just making sure. Um, if you are not healing aggravated damage, you only owe me one rouse check. If you are healing one point of aggravated damage, you owe me four. What about willpower? Willpower uh, automatically comes back to your max after your, your sleep. So you're, you're back up at beautiful. Uh, Caleb, question. Yes? Because I've had nubs for a while. How, is that still considered aggravated or are we just on? Well, uh, how many uh, uh, points of aggravated damage do you still have? On your just sheet. one. So once you heal this, then your fingers will be completely back. Okay. Can you remind us what the stats are for Rouse Check again, please? You're just rolling a single die. Six and above is a success. Uh, below that is a failure. If you succeed, you gain no hunger. If you fail, then you owe me 
one more hunger dice in your pool. Cool. I, I go. just got shot a couple times, so I'm good. Okay. Is, is, so I believe that uh, Allison is the only one healing for four? Yeah. Or Okay, yeah. good. Allison, uh, let's start with you then. How's your hunger looking? I failed. I got it too. Okay. On the first of four rolls? Or you only failed once? Jeez. Okay, thank God. I passed once. No, I passed twice. Two and two. Okay, good. So then your hunger will start with us. I believe you were at a one last time, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. So you'll start at a three. Not oh, shit. dangerous territory yet. You're nowhere near going above five, so you're in no danger of torpor, but you are starting a little more peckish than the rest. Uh, for the rest of you, let's start with Burroughs. How are you looking? I mean, right now I have zero hunger. Uh, do I need to roll for the, since it's a new night or? Yeah, so everyone owes me one rouse check regardless, just because you get hungry Got while it. you sleep. And and the rouse is how many dice? Just one? Just one dice. Okay. Success means no, uh, no hunger. Failure means yes. I got my sustenance last night. No hunger. All right. Yeah, you You're looking did. beautiful. Okay. I am at uh, three hunger. Perfect. Regal is at three. What about you, Mel? Uh, I drained that bitch last night, and uh, I got a ton of my rouse checks, so I'm good. I'm at zero. Uh, Enoch, how we doing? I failed my rouse check and just got my first point of hunger ever. Yeah, it's the first time Enoch's felt hungry <laughs> wow. in all of his time in Vegas, basically. Wow. Um, right out of lollipops. Yeah. Enoch's a little hedonistic around the city. I, um, I, took, I took his treat. Yeah. Niles, how are we looking? Uh, Niles uh, failed, so I'm at three hunger. Oh, Niles. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the dice really like telling your story, don't they? <laughs> they do. Um, Uh, And Sybil, how are we doing? I failed, so I'm at two. Okay. All right. So that's our little boilerplate right there. We're looking good. Now, let's begin with you, Regal, and your time in the sewers last night. You have been trudging through uh, these locust-infested sewer tunnels for the last hour and a half trying to find the uh the the direction that mokura sent you in in meeting up with the nosferatu primogen bugsy um the locusts have infested these sewers and they are absolutely buzzing as last night they were in their fullest effect it is uh, a noise bath in this room you can feel it vibrating through dead flesh like you're a tuning fork um But eventually, after moving through this slosh of gray water and uh, muddying your boots and getting stuck in amongst the the leftover flood water and the rains, the disgusting smell of rotted leaves that has been stuck up in your nose for the duration of this walk, every time you step past an intersection, you're reminded of whatever it was that you encountered in Mokur's neck of the woods that you know for a fact still patrols these tunnels whatever manifestation they've put in charge of keeping a barrier between your people and these people. But eventually, Regal, you arrive at the foot of a shanty town in the basin of a storm tunnel. You're familiar with these, working with Genevieve back in the day. We've come to understand uniquely the sort of fortitude it takes to live like this. It's difficult to frame the mind around what it must be like to sleep a few inches above the gray water, These are a testament to the human, mostly human, condition. 
How is Regal feeling this night? What state is Regal in? So, definitely replaying his interaction with Moker over in his mind, the the rebuke for having fed. Um, but then also, I, I think he's starting to question what it is he may be involved in after the speech he got from Moker and, it, you know, more clarification on what he's planning. Um, he's, he's definitely reeling uh, just a bit, you know, thinking about those in his coterie, uh, thinking about uh, the fact that those who are to be spared by Mokur must receive their name, and uh, now how Dharma is going to play into that, and how he's going to go about bringing her into the fold. Absolutely. Okay. Moving through, uh, these shanties are made of different odds and ends. Uh, corrugated steel siding, shopping carts, uh, filleted plastic from milk jugs that have been formed into wall sightings, old throw blankets and broken couch cushions, stop signs and construction notices form a walkway that keeps you from the worst of the mess at your feet as they're bolted into stolen rebar. Uh, It forms a sort of sidewalk that takes you through the town infrastructure. Um, There are a lot of looks, Regal, uh, many of them. Hard, worn faces of people we've all seen before, the lonely and destitute, the forgotten ones that we've cast out. Some of them whisper between themselves as you pass. You you definitely get the idea that there are eyes on every side of you. Um, and uh, walking through this this water, splashing along this sort of scaffolded uh, uh, walkway, another approaches you off the side, um, and, and you feel a tug at your shoulder as they pull at the fabric of your clothes and try to wheel you about. Yeah, he'll, he'll turn. You are met with this man's face and his eyes are zooming in on you uncomfortably. So uh, it looks as though he probably has not had a change of clothes in months and they've become so wet and sodden down down here that you can smell the mildew that is sort of drifting off of his chest. Uh, He's wearing this hoodie that has been eaten through and then underneath his shirt is completely missing. You see this bare chest that is flared out to collarbones of of, uh, 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 starvation, essentially. Um, He has this moth-eaten raggedy beard that is uh, growing gray at the ends, um, or rather at the roots. um, And he has these wild uh, shifting eyes, one of which looks a little off to the left, the other zooms in on you. He goes, you're not from around here. Yeah, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm from up, I guess, up there. What's your name? Ethan. Ethan, you got, you got any money you could spare? You got something you could give me, man? Yeah, yeah, man, um, here. You need this, uh, you need this more than I do. And he hands yeah. over his, his hoodie. He takes it over. He he kind of s- slides it onto his body and everything. He says, it's, it's not a good place to be down here, man. I know. No, I know it's not. Um, here, uh, give him 20 bucks. He, he'll take it. He says, is that all you have? I, I'm, I've been eating in weeks, man. I would really appreciate you got anything you could give me. You, uh... Hey, I can take that beanie off you. I gotta keep this. I gotta keep this. Um, Listen, can I give you, if I give you 40, 
will you uh will you take care of some of the other folks down here yeah 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 of course of course I'll spread it around a 60 I could spread it even better all right here's yeah he hands over 50 and he takes it, he puts it into his back pocket and he looks at you a, a little more pointedly and he says, uh, you know what's down here? You know where you're going? Yeah, I'm going to see, uh, you know the name Bugsy? He reviles back, he moves back and you can tell there's fear in his face as he's, he really comes into understanding of what you are. Um, he looks at you and he says, it's a fucking boogeyman. Yeah, I know that creep. He doesn't hurt you guys, does he? No, no. We're like, uh, no, he doesn't hurt us. Some of his people do, but not him. You're, are you, uh, you're not like them. No. But you are. Listen. Huh? What's your name? My name's Frankie. Frankie, if any of those fucks touch you again, you ask for Rigel. It's another name I go by. Okay. I'll, fu- I'll fix it. I'm going to remember Ethan a whole lot better, I hope you know. Yeah. But I'll try. Rigel. You Are you, um... Are you like them? Do you... Some of my friends, they go to sleep and they wake up a lot weaker than they started. I guess we'll find out. Because if you, if you are one, um, listen, I heard this story from one of the uglies, one of those ones that come from, well, you know who, my buddy, he was dying and it was pretty close to giving up and. He got real cold. So bad he lost his foot, right? Right. And this one came sidling up to him, and uh, I don't know, he talked to him for a while, whispered into his ear real close-like, and you could smell this, dude. He smelled terrible, smelled like shit, worse than the sewers. And After talking to him for a couple seconds, my friend looked scared to fucking death, but that warty guy, he took off his wrist, and he slid it right down the half, and he fed my friend, man. Um, and he didn't look the same for a couple of days. He looked younger, but he said he wasn't hungry. He said he, he could breathe down here again. He said, I don't know, his foot got better, man. There were things that changed, and if you're one of them, then maybe you could do that for us. Hey, Frankie. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? You don't have to tell me. I just want you to think about it. Think about the worst thing you've ever seen. Okay. You, get, you got it? Yeah. Take that and make that forever. And that's what you'd be asking for. It'll be better than this. And he, he starts to walk away. Upset. His face pained. Hey, Frankie. Yeah? 
You tell the others they ever need anything, they come asking for me. I'll tell them I asked for something and you said no. He turns the corner off the intersection. Fuck. Moving on, they all continue to watch as your conversation with Frank Key reaches its natural conclusion. The construction continues to expand until are these makeshift catwalks that are maybe six feet above the ground uh, that are stolen from old scaffolding. Uh, one long portion of the second floor that sits uh, above every uh, everywhere proudly displays an old advertisement for the landmark casino featured in 1969. In it, a woman who has been violently defaced by uh, by spray paint has been um, lounging in a pool behind the large tower that once was. A speech bubble next to her invites you to float your cares away, but underneath spray painted in a mimic scrawl is the phrase, Howard Hughes can suck my landmark. Um, Finally, you find yourself moving through this section up to a large gate among this sprawling underground tent city. It is hobbled together with sheeting and stolen siding. The center is a door with a glass window that centers uh, uh, that displays sunset urgent care on the front in very professional medical script. Behind that paned glass is a porthole made of more of that sighting. Uh, it looks as though this is an entrance into a larger area. Is there? Does it look like there's any security around? Any like guards? Any like Not people? Immediately okay. out front, but this looks like a very uh, defensible door. Uh, you, you get the feeling of like uh, an exclusive club, like a speakeasy almost, uh, uh, in that the door is there largely as the defense rather than the bouncer. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll go and knock on the door. After the knock, the porthole opens a moment. You're greeted with the chest of a man large enough to fill the entire view screen until he pulls his face down and you're greeted with one of the most ugly sights you have ever witnessed. This hulk of a person has had the unfortunate circumstance of having a bulbous mass of skin that is warped over one eye to meet the other, uh, which is detached from the lobe to a certain degree, dangling loose in the socket against the bridge of the nose where it's, it, it is held in close. The skin itself is a pale green like rancid meat, and it bubbles and warts over in a way similar to Dharma's, but more, uh, it's much more rougher uh, in consistency. A tooth has gnarled through his right lip permanently up through the other side and stuck out through a, hit of, uh, a hood of skin. Um, but he speaks in and that large eye sort of zooms in on you. He says, what do you want? Yeah, Ragel for Bugsy. Ragel for Bugsy. You come see Bugsy. I come see Bugsy. You come see Bugsy. And he shuts the porthole for a second. It sheets over with this siding. Uh, you can hear footsteps on the other side against corrugated steel. And it takes a few minutes, but he comes back. He shoves the porthole open. He hits the latch on the door in this big, almost think um, like, uh, like factory door or subway entrance. Opens up into uh, a larger room. Uh, the giant brings you in. And takes you past rows of what shocks you to be floor games on either side of that sort of corrugated sideways. Uh, there are 
actual casino slots that have been set up on either side in these two rows. Um, there's the familiar ringing of those dollar slots and the shower of coins that come with winning. Uh, he's opened you up into this circular dome that has been carved out of the walls of an intersection down here in the sewers and then has just been built above the rush of water. So think um, a section of four that has then been carved through stone back into the bedrock of Las Vegas and then elevated four feet above the rush of uh, the sewer systems. Um, this must have been a center for operations once, but now it is a nightmarish interpretation of a casino. There are two or three table games on the other side of the room, a host of slot machines ringing as far back as the 80s as soon as you enter the room, and a dismal little bar off the left that has a dying backlit sign that reads the Merry Mint, but the mint has long gone out so that an aged neon Mary bar reads. Uh, there is also an aged advertisement just under it, uh, advertising for the latest Patsy Cline performance. Um, at the center of it all is this house. Uh, it is the eye that proceeds over all of Little Strip. It's a scaffolded room that must have been an office long ago that sits at the center. Um, the giant begins to walk towards those steps and up into the central room, but it does seem as though he's giving you a lot of birth to uh, investigate this room. Any questions, any actions in this big old room? Who? What's the clientele like? Is it is it other Nosferatu? Is it some of the homeless of the city? You can see some of uh, the most ugly human beings you've seen in your entire life. There's definitely Nosferatu down here, people who are afflicted with the Nosferatu curse and as such have become disgusting physical manifestations of their former self. There are other kindred uh, that you can definitely see here, some of them feeding off blood dolls. Uh, uh, enough that it is a small number, you'd probably guess there's maybe six active kindred in this room currently. Um, but there's plenty of mortals, there's plenty of the homeless population that have been let into this room that are trying to partake at the casino itself. Um, and there are plenty of what you would assume are Bugsy's hired goons, ghouls, etc. Okay. Uh, what are they armed with? It looks as though uh, the two guards out the center as you walk in just have 9mm pistols at their hip. Um, and then the big guy that you are following uh, does keep uh, a sawed-off shotgun uh, sort of strung on long strap across his back. But it does not look like that man would need it whatsoever. He's about six foot seven, uh, probably narrowing uh, somewhere in the 300 pound range, um, and just looks uh, like a brick shit house. He could take just about anything with just his hands. Um, outside that, it, it doesn't look like there's any major big guns on display, but maybe that's all hidden underneath the surface. Right. Yeah, he'll keep following the big guy. And then I think at some point he'll be like, uh, hey, buddy, what's your name? My name Brontes. Brontes. Hey, I'm Ragel. And he'll fist bump him. Ragel. And he hits the fist bump there. He does seem slower than most, but uh, he's prescient. He's uh, official with you. He sort of gestures this big clubbed hand out to everything. This little strip. You in little strip. This Bugsy's place. It's impressive. He's impressive. Bugsy make. 
He very good. He make place uh, good. I believe it. Raquel, you like. I love uh, it. Bronte, she offer you slots. He offer you drinks. He offer you woman. Oh, man, I appreciate that, Brontes, but uh, I don't think Bugsy wants me to keep him waiting. Ah, you smart man, Ragel. You come. Hey, Bugsy's lucky to have you working for him. Okay. Okay. Yes, Bugsy, very lucky. And he starts to move uh, past through to that center room. He starts to rise up the steps. Um, you can feel the footfalls of this massive man going up there. It's as though the steel is going to bend underneath him. But he's clearly taking you up this winding circular uh, ramp up to the the house at the center of it all. Um, once you're both up there, uh, there is another door that he walks you through. Uh, and just inside, you're greeted by Dharma, who lounges in a booth that is just off the side of that entry door. Uh, She is right behind these huge, large windows that circle the place. You can see just about everything that happens in this dome from in here. Some of them are makeshift windows that have been forced out of the steel. Um, But there at the center behind this large marble desk that looks like it may have fell off a truck and caused an irregular live edge. Uh, off the edge of it uh, is who you can only assume is Bugsy. Uh, he is massive. Uh, maybe 300 to 400 pounds you'd wager on the low end if you were being polite. 600 pounds on the uh, far end if you were probably trying to be accurate. Uh, and whatever elephantitis he's been privy to has populated across his entire body. His feet that sit just below the desk have been layered over with drapes of his own skin until they become clubbed like uh, elephant's feet. Um, His body presses in to break at certain places across this old dingy three-piece suit. Uh, This leopard print vest underneath has busted out at the seams to reveal more of his body. Uh, the side of his his head employs this sort of watery growth that sits along the whole of it and threatens to pop at any moment. And his teeth have been filed down to these sharp sticks as he gives this huge grin as he sees you walk in. Um, his eyes, one of them still a bright blue, the other has been lost to an ash gray as it floats into that side of his uh, big growth on the side of his head. He is horrible to look at but the second that you walk in he he lets out this huge laugh and this big jovial grin as he's staring over at you uh you must be fucking ragel huh that's me uh you must be uh bugsy yeah yeah that's what they call me come over yes sir gestures you over you met dharma yeah uh we met briefly at elysium ma'am it's a pleasure to see you again, Ragel. It's good you've made yourself uh, present. Bugsy has been waiting to meet you, and I had only good things to say of the raucous display of your coterie at the Elysium. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, Dharma said you made quite the fucking splash. Uh, you got some Elvis impersonator with you on that team? Yeah, yeah, Burroughs. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a good dude. Um... Yeah, I've never uh, said that about an Elvis impersonator, but I'll take your fucking word for it. 
Fair enough. So, here you are. Here I am. Malkur's baby, huh? Yeah. Is is I gotta ask Caleb? You know what's coming. Does yeah. the voice sound familiar? Voice sounds incredibly familiar. You can't quite place it. It comes from a time and place from uh, before you were dead. Got it. Very okay. recent to your death day. Yeah. Listen, Brontes, get this guy a fucking chair. And Brontes, that huge giant, that Cyclops, comes over with this uh, broken down, uh, like, steel lounge chair that looks like it might have sat at an old pool resort and sits that down right in front of you. It's rusty as all hell. If you were alive, you would be uh, risking tetanus, but here you're fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll sit down. Say, thanks, Brontes. Fist bump. Oh, hits you with a fist bump. Um... Bugsy folds his hand out in front of himself and leans it out on his gut uh, and he makes direct eye contact and just for a few seconds he's sizing you up he says uh, didn't I tell you that you probably shouldn't look after things like uh, like the captain there didn't I tell you that maybe you were getting in over your head you did my uh, strange but fortunate confidant hey there you go Look at that. You've already guessed it. Listen, I tried to help you. Truly, I did. Uh, but uh, it seems the captain knew about us before well, you could get to me. Did something slow you down that night? You, you just couldn't make it up the mountain? You couldn't make it up to me? Well, I tried to shake them. I thought I did. And then uh, they were they wrecked me and pulled me out and shot me in the gut and left me to die. Yeah, they more than wrecked you, Ragel. They took you. They stole you away from a life where you would be fed well, you would be taken care of, and you'd have good man in your corner. Instead, you, my friend, have been doomed. But such is life. Yeah. Yeah. I um did you you didn't know they were gonna be there, did you? No, I had an inkling. Of course, the people that want to kill you always want to fucking kill you. That's the way life works. But no, I didn't have any idea they were going to kill you. And if you're wondering if I was the one that sent them, no. In truth, you were supposed to be a Nosferatu. I was going to make you the ugliest motherfucker in Vegas. But, well, they beat me to it. Yeah, they uh, they gave me this. He takes off his beanie. Please don't show me that shit. That's the sickest fucking shit in the world, and I look like this. Oh, my bad. Put the hat back just, on. Holy yeah, shit. Just, what, you just go around showing people that shit? God damn. Like a big dick in a locker room. <laughs> well, keep your fucking one-eyed willy away from me, yeah? Yeah. Sorry, Bugsy. No, that's okay. That's okay. Just fucking with you. Now, listen. You were brought here for a reason, yes? Mokur wants to dance. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. I only imagine that it would be some time. I, I mean, you died right there in his territory. And, well, I've been watching you for some time, and me and Mokur go back a little while, a little longer than I'd like to admit, and he likes to take my things. So what is it he wants from the two of us? Well, he'd... Uh... I mean, first, why'd you call me down here? Look at you dictating the meeting already. Already laying down who should answer who, right? 
How about you answer the fucking question, Raquel? You're already a fucking reporter, aren't you? In life and death, you can't for once answer a question without asking another. No disrespect intended. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fuck off with that shit. You sound like you're in the tower. He wants to meet Dharma. <laughs> Bugsy sort of makes eye contact with that faceless mask that Dharma wears over her. Um, And just for a moment, you can see that he's thinking. Uh, And it's bizarre to see as this fleshy little ashy eye centers uh, out of the cloud that is this bulbous growth off his side. But he comes back to you and he says, he wants to meet Dharma. That's fine. I, I don't know what he has planned, but I'm sure it's just well enough. Listen, uh, Mokur is a hell of a guy, and so are your people. What you've become is something that cannot be attributed to being kindred. The salubri there, something else entirely. A lot of people think you're cursed. More people understand that you are an omen. And omens are never inherently good or bad. They're merely road signs. You are one big fucking construction and progress sign. I don't know what you mean yet, but you mean something. People told you what you mean. Mokur, people around town, Prince Alloy and his fucking ivory tower. Um, you know, not really. There used to be this myth that went around that there was only seven of you at any given time. It's a magic number, right? But it was meant to mimic the oracles. It was this idea that you people were a curse that could only happen when things were about to go terribly wrong. But the creation of a salubri in all my time here in Vegas has always indicated that something is about to happen. Whether very good very bad who knows you are that road sign and I intend to find out what the fuck you mean yeah I'm right there with you so here's the situation I- I'm gonna let you give Dharma over to Mokur and you-, you two can just have a ball okay you two can find out whatever it is because, Ragel, I trust you. I don't know why, but I'm getting old enough to think that maybe I've figured this shit out. So I'll let you do what you're going to do, and I hope, I trust that you're going to make the right decision. Because the wrong one is the wrong one. Bef- before you are given this opportunity, I want to ask something of you, and you're going to do it. It's going to sound like I'm asking you a favor. I'm not. And it's going to sound like I'm giving you an option. I'm not. Okay. There's something going on in Little Strip. Uh, there's, a, there's a kid I had a couple decades back. His name is Pryor. And uh, he was a good boy to me and I loved him to death. And he was one of mine and I took care of him and I take care of every... Nasi in this city, you fucking best believe that if you're alive and you look like shit, then you're mine. But, um, Pryor's dead, so I didn't do so good a job. I woke up 
weeks ago found his ashes in his home. Last anyone close enough heard of him, myself included, he was out looking for something behind my back. Something called Saint's Tears. I've never heard of the phrase before, but odds are it's what got him killed. Raguel, you were a reporter in your life. A good one. Shitty enough to uh, draw my ire. Meaning that you could probably solve this thing. You find out what happened to Pryor. And then you and Dharma can do whatever the fuck you want. You can get freaky. Whatever the hell you, you two consenting adults get up to. We'll make it happen. We'll find out what happened to him. I, uh, with your permission, though, if I can, uh, my coterie could probably be of some use in this. I don't think I can do it by myself. Are you going to be okay with me bringing him down here? Any Toreadors among you? Nope. Then I don't give a shit. As long as those prissy bitches aren't down here, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But you answer right. by them. Whatever they do down here in Little Strip, that's Raguel's word. That means you die by the fucking sword. You got that? I got it. Won't expect anything less. Listen, when you talked to Mokur and he started diatribing, he started talking about the way things were, the way things are, the way things ought to be. When he got to telling you how the world works, what'd you think? I think he left a lot out. Smart boy. It's not nearly as black and white as he's making it out to be. It is as shady, gray, and pasty as my fat ass. <sighs> kind of wish I had a different sire. Oh, don't go trying to flirt with me on our first date, you piece of shit. You could have been me, but you're not. So you'll suffer. But for the time being, you keep thinking that way. Maybe I can abide by that. Who knows? There are a lot of things that can happen in these unspoken for nights. But until I know what fucking omen you are, we won't discuss things like that. And you ought to watch your fucking tongue because you say that to the wrong person. You picked the right one today, but the wrong one. Mokur has your head tomorrow. Especially yeah. being what you are. Trust is a two-way street, ain't it? It is. Hey, uh... I got something for you. Something you may want to know. I mean, uh, I'm always in the business of information. The Prince got something from Denver. Some kind of uh, old artifact. From you saw. You saw inside that thing. Yeah, he broke it the fuck open. Took a look. You broke it open and looked inside. Not me. One of the more reckless ones in the coterie. Let me put it that way. And uh, did anything happen when that fucking suitcase opened? Yeah, it took her fucking hand. Yeah, it took a lot more than that, Raquel. You guys know, you understand that when someone puts a sigil there, they have an understanding when it's broken, yes? Yeah, I had a feeling. By I have who? a feeling that 
And by when? <sighs> and by what? There's a good chance that there are two very funky-looking fucking twins that know exactly who touched what, when, where. You ought to look out for the Tremere, my friend, because if that thing opened, there's a good chance they know about it. You, uh... Do you want to know what was in there? Yeah, I want to know what was fucking in there. I just thought I'd give you a little fucking heads up first so you could keep your head. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, I didn't fucking touch a damn thing. Oh, sure, Raquel. I'm sure that they're going to be very discerning when they take off your <laughs> fucking heads. Yeah, no. no now tell me, tell me. Off. All right. Ceramic disc, 10 inches diameter, some kind of star shape, uh, fingers outstretched. I think it was some kind of prayer. Uh, gesture. There was crescent moon, bearded man, these bulging, bleeding eyes, uh, Roman from the looks of it, uh, Samaritan Aramaic around the outside. I am the door. Go ahead and make a wits plus insight. Ooh. Okay three of those hunger die are going to be in the mix. That is two successes. I'm sorry, two, three. Three successes. You see a little flutter in one ashy eye as he considers this information, but he's a pretty steely fellow. You don't know what it could mean. It means something for sure. Is that all? Spearhead. It's old. Um think it was uh, I don't know evil, these evil eyes of black irises crying something like that and you gave this to to Prince Louis yeah yeah that was what he wanted the, uh, the group to pick up from Denver along with me and uh, a La Sombra La Sombra another Interesting. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Listen, I'm not one for giving out extra merits here or missions, but if discerning parties were to receive said briefcase or any of the items listed therein, that's all. All right. Uh,. Listen, I know it's early in our relationship, so I'm not going to push my luck, but I did You really got to stop trying to sleep with me here, Raquel. It's not going to work. Have you seen me? Hey. I'm, uh, I'm sort of a single kind of guy. Guy can dream, can he? Oh, take a lot more than dreaming for this body. <laughs> Look, I just... <sighs> we got Domain in Naked City. Can you even fucking call that domain? You got Naked City? Congratulations. I'll, I'll drink to you. He gave us a bar. Lucky's. It's got these fuckers, the conquerors in there. Um, You got any intel on them? Anything we can use? Yeah, they're fucking anarchs. You really want to draw the attention of the prince? You, you keep hanging out with those folks. The conquerors answer to... um. One of the loose cannons of the north side of town. And they're pretty notorious for getting into things that uh, makes the Camarilla unhappy. I've had to have more than a few of my spies run out there and uh, 
hamper some hamstrings. If you're still working for the ivory tower and you're not some piece of shit dissenter, then I'd watch your tread, baby. Yeah, for now, I don't think I got enough to be a wild card. How do I get rid of them? (laughs) They're fucking roaches. You fumigate the building. That's just my belief. But I don't work with roaches. Maybe you're different than me. I just look like one. I don't want anything to do with them. They got a weak spot? Yeah, I found that if you shoot most of them in the head, they fucking die. Uh, They're human beings. You, You can kill most of them. You just got to be careful that sometimes they run one deep. They've got chapters, small little chapters across the city. And every so often, uh, one of the powerful is in charge of the many. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And uh, this should probably go without saying, but uh, under the captain... I want him. And I want him to hurt. That's something I can do for you that Mokur can't. That man has a singular mission, and revenge don't play into it. But if you want a patron who understands revenge, somebody that knows what it is like to seethe, pick the right person. All bullshit aside, Bugsy, you give him to me. I'm fucking yours. I'll consider it. You do what I ask first. You start making moves in this city. Moves in my direction. Maybe I can help you out. But I promise you, Mokur never will. Yeah, he's, uh... Between those girls, he's starting to worry me. (laughs) Don't get too worried. He's your sire. How bad could a sire be? (laughs) When when that sire's starting to sound like Bin Laden, pretty fucking bad. Listen, you listen to any of us too long, we start to sound like terrorists. We're horrible people, destined to live forever. You gotta get used to somebody saying something you don't like. Yeah, good advice. Just be careful where you speak. Anybody else, and this would be the worst move you ever made. I made a move like that, and I got stuck in the sewers for a hundred years. God bless. Hey, for what it's worth, I think the whole no Nosferatu above ground is fucking bullshit. Oh, don't spout out now. I agree, but that's not changing as long as the Toreador is in the throne. They fear no, us. They... All right, Ragel, I think it's about time. Yeah. You had my ear a lot longer than most get their first night in Vegas. At least their first night with me in Little Strip. You're welcome to come through with your little party. We got rooms if you want to stay, but most people don't like to smell of shit. Uh, we got bars if you want to drink. We got slots if you want to play. You're welcome. Now fuck off. See you around. See you around. And he'll, uh, on his way out, he'll kind of nod at Dharma. 
and she waves a little hand, uh, twinkles it off at you. Um, and she even uh, follows you out the door for just a moment. She catches you on the ramp. She says, uh, I believe we'll be staying in touch. We will. When you begin looking into the events of Pryor's death, please let me know. I'd like to come with you. Do you, uh, what do you know about it, about Pryor? He was a darling of Bugsy, and as such, he had a lot of play down here. But he had dreams, and that's the worst thing you can do when you're one of us. That's right. enough now, Regal. Good to see you. And she runs this fetid little hand across your cheek, and you can feel something slimy streak across. And then she moves back into uh, the room with Bugsy. He doesn't. He doesn't go to wipe it off. He just kind of leaves it and heads out. Gorgeous. Yeah. You take uh, Dharma's pus with you and leave <laughs> Little Strip. Um, we will say that that takes the majority of your evening there, and you sure. arrive at the next night with everyone else. Let's all assume that we are waking up. Uh, at 8 p.m. the next night. This is, of course, the night after what happened to Niles the night before. Um, so, to begin with, Niles, you do wake up in the Belvedere Bar. Um, it's a beautiful place built up with... Uh, 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 it's already pretty busy. It seems like a pretty uh, easy focal point for whatever the Anarch operations are. Um, you're staying in Hugh's old room. Uh, it is this private room off the side of a storage uh, uh, room in the back of the kitchen, essentially. It's made out for a manager of sorts that's been converted into a bedroom and then blocked out the windows. Um, so it was a pretty easy sleep for yourself. Hugh has not been around. Uh, you wake up alone in this room um, and are sort of the sole outlier in a, uh, a building that is clearly uh, very busy. Is there anything you'd like to accomplish before going to meet up with everyone else? Uh, Niles probably didn't sleep in the bed. Niles probably slept right across the way of the door and just like was facing the door just in case somebody decided to like enter at any point because she was really fucking spooked by uh, the events that happened. Right. But other, other than that, I want to like quickly put some like assessment towards spoons because I haven't really like really assessed how bad his wounds are sure and he's not healing yeah uh, you you pull him free from the jacket and you put him out in front of you and you can clearly see that he is sort of involuntarily molted um, and the effects of that fight uh, a few days prior or days prior time is weird uh, the effects from the fight have, a, uh, have definitely changed him in a way that is emotionally distressing to the animal. You can definitely tell that he's had adverse effects purely from the stress of it all. He's lost a lot of feathers. He looks small in the beak. There's still this gaping wound off this left wing that you can see after you start to inspect. And the second that you start to move your hand towards it, he pulls himself away and flaps his wings out uh, to signal you to stop. And it, it's a funny feeling that familus uh, uh, connection, right? 
any time that you reach one of those wounds or any of the portions of the bird that uh, is obviously causing him distress, you can feel that to a certain extent through that feedback. And, and you can feel a buzzing in your head as he's desperately trying to communicate with you not to touch at where he hurts. I'm going to go in the bag that I have and I'm going to pull out the bag of blood that I harvested of however much I got managed to get off that one guy. Right. I'm going to drink it. Yeah. And then I'm going to I'm going to take spoons and I would like to use fleshcraft to try to seal off the overall gaping wound because that's probably the first start of making him feel a little more comfortable. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, first off, let's say that in drinking from your uh, little vampire Capri Sun, you've slaked two hunger. Uh, so go ahead and remove two hunger from your, your slot there. And in addition, uh, if you could just tell the audience here what sort of things Fleshcraft makes possible, as uh, since last session you managed to pick it up as a discipline. Sure. Um, where is... I had it, and I lost it. One second. I think I can pull it up, too, if we can't find it. I have it. Um, so Fleshcraft, um, essentially extending the mastery over flesh, a vampire is now able to inflict uh, administration of the bodies of others. Um, the power is rightly feared as many of the users and have a reputation for inhuman um, torture and to employ a great effect to enhance and adapt. So essentially can flesh actual skin and right. body. You, you could do some of the things that you do to your own body constantly, but now projected through onto others. Yeah. Um, now, traditionally, this would be uh, a contested rule, role if the person on the other side was against it or unwilling. But as we have all established before, Spoons uh, is incapable of denying you. It is an unconditional love that only comes from having tasted your blood. And Spoons is unaware that he could ever hate you, despite you understanding that it is purely through that connection. So he will have no resistance to what this looks like. Go ahead and tell me the way that Spoons changes in the process of this fleshcraft, what does he end up looking like afterwards? Um, it's not like crazy adjustments to like his overall aesthetic, um, but it's more about like filling the holes of that wound and making sure that his wing is at least um, mendable where he can fly again and be able to not feel as much pain. I'm just trying to heal him in, the, in a certain way. Um, but it might cause his wings to kind of be a little bit longer than he originally had um, just right. to make that work. Yes, you extend him out so that he now has a, a larger wingspan than when he started. And that flesh uh, starts to model and build on top of the wounds themselves as if forming their own scabs. Uh, and you manage to create more and more crow flesh enough that Spoons has gained these brand new wings that he begins to caw and squeak out of. For a moment, there is a searing, searing pain from the vibration, the tinnitus of Spoons calling out signals in your brains. Uh, as you can feel 
pain emanating off of him. The process of this flesh being created, grafted, and then painted hurts him. And you can feel him crying out as he's changed through. But then that terrifying cacophony of sound that exists in your mind as you're connected with him begins to die down to a rumble as he comes out and the pain begins to subside as you see these two beautifully formed long uh, wings of flesh that have pointed out to blades at the end just based off the structure of the crow's wing and he has become this half feathered half flesh uh, manifestation of what used to be a raven uh, I'm just gonna grab spoons and I'm just gonna hold him and coddle him a little bit just at my chest because uh, I didn't mean to hurt him like that he's incredibly loving he rubs up his uh, his uh, caw against you his maw um, also known as a beak I remember the word beak uh, he rubs his beak against your face and up against your cheek and he gets very close enough that you can sort of hear his or at least feel his heartbeat underneath those little uh, shallow uh, bird bones it is definitely a different feeling in your hands as you're now almost holding, like, uh, imagine the feel of naked chicken flesh. You can feel the sort of prickly nature of what used to be feathers and is now this sort of half-stubbled bird flesh that will never truly grow back into what he used to be. But it is a patch job for a loved friend to keep him alive. And you definitely feel as though he's been fortified. He feels stronger than he once was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once I like, comfort him for a little bit, I'm going to stick him in my shirt pocket. And then I'm going to text the group that we need to, to talk. And then head out to meet them somewhere. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, you tuck the only friend you have in your life, or at least the only one you trust back into your jacket and he seems very happy to be back with you you send off that text everyone receives communication if you would like to like to believe that mal still has that cell phone with them from a past life it does not receive a text but it does get a horrible terrible scream of like uh think like old router sounds being fed through a demon's voice right fantastic Um, yeah, so maybe that is the first thing you get after you wake up. Is it? Which is the signal you would know to go and meet up with your friends, of course. Sure. Um, so let's actually go to you, Mal. Mal, you wake up assumedly in the church. You went back to the church, yes? Yeah, I went back to the church. How is the sleep like in this abandoned, haunted church of the headless woman? Uh, I think. It's almost good sleep. I don't. I don't think the dead sleep well. Right. But I think in a in a place that Mal would absolutely not be, were it in function, and were they alive, and kind of taking it and perverting it into whatever their use is. Mm-hmm has made it kind of seem homey even though there are like monsters kind of swimming at the edge of everything it feels good to be surrounded by monsters like that right so they're, I think they wake up in as good a mood as Mal can wake up understood 
Yeah, the first thing you do notice as you're sort of standing up and stretching your, your body out after being dead for the last eight hours while you wait for, you know, uh, daylight to die, um, you have this sensation of uh, a vibration underneath the floorboards uh, below your feet, and you can hear what are noticeably footsteps on the floor below you. Um and it is loud enough that it feels as though someone is full-on sprinting underneath you, as if running for the Olympics, just full feet, uh, beating the floor, breaking into the, the bottom floor, colliding with something as you can hear the thud of connection, like a body hitting walls, and then bouncing off and the feet start again duh, 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 to the other side until it collides with the other. And it seems as though whatever they're doing, they're running from one side to the other and colliding whatever their form is uh, into the walls of that basement level, that sub-level below. Oh, that far down. Cool. Uh... <laughs> Uh, then I, I, for a minute, Mal thinks someone is on the, like, the middle floor, the, the ground floor, I suppose, uh, and is getting ready to, like, shadow up and get ready to go downstairs, and then they realize it's a floor down, and they sigh, and, um, I'm, they're gonna start leaving, I'm gonna start leaving all of the little, like, bits of paper trash that I've picked up, all of the brochures that I've picked up. Uh, the pew book with the locust wings. Um, I'm gonna tuck that all, like, on top of the bed, uh, except for one of the pamphlets uh, for like a like an ATV tour in the desert. Uh, and I'm gonna take it downstairs and uh, take it all the way down to the door. <laughs> is there a, is there a crack under the door? Yeah, yeah, there would absolutely be enough for wind to pass through. I'm gonna... It is underneath the sort of barricade that's been built there, but you've also cast a lot of that off to the side, so there's room enough. Yeah, I'll shimmy my arm under and just slide the brochure underneath. If you're bored, read this. You can hear that that continued running uh, does not cease. There's more of that collision, and it is impossibly loud down here. It's echoing through the staircase. Quit! What are you doing? You're not gonna break out from a basement, dumbass! Does not seem to be any answer. I figured. I just... (sighs) Okay. Um... Do I wanna... Mal's probably gonna get the text and ignore it and uh, instead start walking toward the strip uh, towards Asylum. Got it. Okay. We will go to the others first and then we'll get to Asylum. Burroughs, what does your wake-up look like? Um, Burroughs, yeah, he'll, he'll wake up um, I do want to point out that last night there was a good chance, like, you know, he has a memory of busting out uh, Take Me to Church by Hozier at some point, probably. Um, but he, you know, is noticeably uh, quiet, noticeably reserved. Um, probably just puts his clothes back on and puts himself together without much fanfare. Uh 
really just not kind of himself, honestly. Understood. Did you end up sleeping in Dudley's church? Did you go back to the motel? No. Was I, this, I, I, are I you think, with? Yeah, I, I would assume I was still with the, uh, the okay. gangsters. Beautiful. Uh, well, then we'll assume this is a very shameful morning after. <laughs> Uh, in the best way possible. Kingsters, is there anything in your morning routine uh, as it's 8 p.m. in the, the evening and you wake up next to uh, Burroughs as you're all sort of ambling about? I'm, oh. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we establish that Burroughs had already left before we woke up last week or last time? We, we can assume as such. I think Burroughs was just saying he'd like to wake up with you. Okay. I don't know. Um, no, that's fine. I, I, I'm going to be like, um, <laughs> in a panic, and I'm actually going to grab onto Burroughs. Oh. And I'm still grabbing onto Enoch, but I'm leaning more towards Burroughs. Like that. Good morning. So, everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm just going to kind of just stay there for a second and just be there until, like, someone moves. That might be what Bur- what wakes Burroughs up, and I think he would notice what's happening. But I think once he has his mind about where he is, he might actually take your hand off and kind of sit up in bed and kind of rub his head and stuff. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Oh, just so you know, I'm leering at your ass, Burroughs. <laughs> morning. Careful where those eyes are wandering there, my dear. Oh my god, shut up. Okay. Thank you. Is there, is, in the morning, is there ever a single moment where Alice and Enoch are not together? We can change. Yeah, Maybe, shower. yeah, you know. Getting ready or something. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Um, I'll take a shower. I felt like I would need it. Uh, okay, I I think... Um, and by the way, as I would go, just grabbing my clothes. And I'm going like, to take a shower and I'm going to look at you two guys. And I'm going to be like, no, don't do anything fun without me. I <laughs> have no intention of that. I assure you. <laughs> and then I'm going to just go ahead and like, uh-huh. And then close the door. And I think at that point, Enoch is immediately fully clothed and like on the opposite corner of the room trying to completely <laughs> ignore Burroughs and pretend he's not even there. <laughs> I think uh, Burroughs picks that up. Uh, he'll he'll get dressed. And when Allison comes out, he'll say, uh, uh, you in the mood to eat something? Uh, there's a uh. there's a place I heard about called Naked City Pizza and. Well, Naked City, I thought I figured give it a try. Oh my gosh. You're you're both welcome, obviously. Oh, I haven't had pizza in forever. Yeah, that's a great way. Alright, well. I mean we just ready when you are. I could eat. I am getting actually really hungry though. So. Would you what? like you can talk now. Would you like to come? I'll go wherever you go. I would like you to make your choices. Okay. That 
All right, we're and going. And I'm choosing to go with you. There we go. All right, let's go. And I'll uh, I'll start leading them out of the wherever we are and uh, towards Naked City. Beautiful. The most awkward night after without an Uber drive uh, ends in the direction of Naked City. Uh, Sybil, any actions for this beautiful 8 p.m. morning? Um, I think Sybil has probably been up. If, if she doesn't wake up earlier than 8, then she stayed up um, just trying to get 10 steps ahead of what she did last episode. Trying to be like, yeah, of course there's a plan for this person that I've made apply for a job that exists and just starts working on that and then once she gets the text for a meeting like maybe 45 minutes late she responds yeah meeting luckies even though that's already very clear she just sends that to everybody and then finally Ragel uh, your evening in the sewers uh, you receive the group text you're awake are there any actions for the morning uh, no, but I think I'm going to reunite with Rufus. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Rufus uh, absolutely does come back to you. Do you want to uh, sort of advertise to everyone what Rufus is like, what Ruf- we're looking at, what is happening here? I do. So Rufus is uh, Rigel's uh, Femilis. Femilis, is that how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Nosferatu could be a dog, that would be Rufus probably. Um, very mangy, just odious smelling, uh, one eye, big old like scar in his side, but still a very handsome German shepherd, despite all of his, all of his flaws and graying around the muzzle a bit. Uh, at least he was before he met Ragel. Um, but he, he comes up to him tail wagging, moves, moves maybe a little bit slower than actually no he wouldn't because as a bon familiar yeah he, he moves like a dog much younger than his ears let's right. put it that way there is yeah. an awareness even as he arrives to you uh, um, this night that if it had not been for your blood and the covenant you two made together that uh, this dog would have died um, a long time ago uh, yep. but as such you have kept him moving um, like a corpse still holding on desperately to its soul. Um, and you have saved a life, but you have this understanding, Ragel, that the second you deny this relationship, it ends for Rufus. But for now, it is easy enough to enjoy the happy, smiling, half-lulled tongue off the side of his maw there as he comes up and begins to lick your chops and Uh, You can see that hazy little gray eye off his side that does in some small way remind you of your meeting with Bugsy the night before, but this is a far prettier uh, face to look at. Uh, Much more affectionate as well. Yeah, he just just pets him for a little bit and then uh, says, let's go, boy. Time to meet you to introduce you to the others. There's an awareness in his eyes, and uh, just like any good German shepherd, he sort of transitions into this performance mode that he knows he's on job now and stands immediately by your side. Uh, he, he is remarkably like a service dog uh, in all the best ways and will march with you to meet up with the others. My boy. All right. 
the uh, asylum scene. Let's let's go with that real quick, and then we'll mediate till we're all back together. So, uh, the asylum, you know, Mal is actually on the strip itself. It's on the strip proper. Which uh, I will just remind you that one of the rules on that strip given to you by Prince Aloysius was not to feed directly on that strip. It is against one of his core tenets. But um, it is opposite the the Wind Casino at the very edge of the the north side of the strip uh, in the Fashion District Strip Mall, essentially. Uh, But it has been carved out this new uh, uh, architectural uh, um, portion of that strip mall has been made out for the asylum itself. The exterior matches the dreary uh, exterior of an old asylum, uh, pretty much picture for picture. If you were to imagine old uh, stone 1960s build uh, a brick, uh, old asylums, whatever you can imagine there. It definitely matches it, but it has been married with Gothic architectures of high spires and large windows. The outside is absolutely packed and it sits itself on the strip uh, in a newly redesigned portion that is blocked in by these uh, privacy walls. There's a line down the block with black taped waiting fences trapping people in. And the big windows are dramatically lighted at the side with dual shades of bright white and pulsing violet. The entire structure is gated in, and there's this quad area that has been draped from lamppost to lamppost to lamppost with all of this stringing of white lace that dances across the, the center there like connective tissue. There's a huge line here, and it looks just absolutely bumping for, uh, let's say, 8.30 at night. Uh before I get to the strip, I want to duck into an alley and activate Blush of Life. Okay, you look remarkably human all of a sudden. I believe Blush that of a, Life. That's a thing owes everyone can a, do, right? Yes. Okay, great. I believe it owes me a rouse check, though. Let me <laughs> make sure. That's a good trick to remember. Yes, it makes you look human. It allows you to do some things that uh, assist you in talking with humans so you don't look like a dead guy all of the time. Uh, go ahead and give me a rouse check. That's just one die, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, it was a nine, and then I went to a five. Okay. Fail. So you gain one hunger, but you do uh, still put on the blush of life. Some things you gain from the blush of life, you now have a heartbeat. You are forcing your body to replicate what would be a normal heartbeat. So half of uh, a small percentage of your mind is thinking very hard to replicate those movements through the empty cavity that is your heart. You can now sweat. You can fuck. You can use smartphones. Unfortunately for you, you really don't get to do that. (laughs) Um, But you do look a lot more like you did in real life. The, The paleness, that pallid nature, like you've been sick for decades has been removed and you look like any of the other <laughs> clubbing masses you probably just look like someone who's taken too much molly i'm fine with that uh and then i'm gonna walk past the door like i'm trying to go to the end of the line and see if i recognize anyone in front of the door Absolutely. There, there are a few bouncers just because it's this big wall. Think like uh, like Vegas show areas. If you've ever been to like the Vanderpump Bar and the Caesars Mall, where they sort of cordon off this area that is almost like a twice as big as the bar just to give a waiting area. 
before you even get into the, the whole uh, uh, experience. It's definitely one of those. It is gated through. You get into the waiting area. The waiting area is just as big, and then you finally get to the asylum. So there are maybe four bouncers out in front, and no one you recognize. Um, if if they have uh, your dear friend working, we believe that she might be inside the bar itself. Um. Then. How brightly lit is this? The bar itself, the the inside of the, the club is probably a lot uh, darker than it is out here. But it's about 8.30 p.m. on the strip. So it's pretty fucking bright on the main thoroughfare. Okay. But past this privacy uh, uh, wall, past the bouncers themselves into the quad, it's a fucking electronic goth club. So it's dark as fuck on the other side. But of course, you'd have to get through the bouncers first I'm... you do notice that the four of them are sort of staring you down as you kind of stand in front of the line of people they are Vegas bouncers so they're uniquely aware of how many people are too drunk to understand that they have to wait and you can see some of them are just waiting for the moment they have to tell you to piss off and get in line and they're all sort of apprehensive of being like oh fuck it's another one of these people which is a very common conception in a uh, uh, Vegas. Then, in the most put together way I can appear, I'm gonna like saunter up to the to the which I call it the yeah. Well, there's the word. There you uh, go. <laughs> and say, is Tara working? Uh, you, you walk up to this this balded individual who looks like he's balded by choice. Like maybe he was starting to get a comb over and then decided to go down to a, a zero to save face. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this terrible goatee from the 90s that has not aged well. Um, but he's big and beefy, spends his nights in the gym. He looks to the other bouncers and then he looks back at you and he says, uh, you know, Tara, the new girl. Yeah, I'm way back. Uh, yeah, she might be working tonight. Uh, are you on the list or something? Should I check through? I mean, usually, but she might have forgotten. I'm not asking to go in. I'm just, I'm honestly just asking to talk to her. Yeah, she's inside, but she's on shift. I can't really let you, uh, take her away. I'm not going to take her away. It's just like a conversation. Yeah, you can have your fucking conversation if you want to get in through the bar. Uh, And you got two choices of that. You're either on the list or you go wait in that long line and then you can talk to whoever you want. Uh, It's worth a check, isn't it? And I'm going to like step a little closer. Uh huh. Um,. No, we're right on the strip, and I we've already done too many masquerade shenanigans to try anything. Maybe it's something imperceptible. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about... Well, he's a bouncer. He's not going to be afraid of anything. It's worth a Maybe, gamble. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fuck it. Okay. Uh, just enough that the shadows lengthen behind me, and I look a little bit bigger and older and more 
important than I did previously. Okay. Just try, like, in almost an intimidating way. You're trying to let the shadows do the talking for you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do uh, manipulation plus your dots in oblivion. Okay, welcome back. I think the only thing that we lost there was uh, the very short portion between Mal rolling and finding out what was happening with this intimidation. But Mal, you are intimidating this bouncer out the front uh, Mm -hmm. in front of the asylum. You are trying to convince him with those shadows coalescing around your form, sort of grabbing what is on the other side of the strip, feeding into the natural shadow that is the club scene of Vegas and trying desperately to make this man understand why it is he should let you through, right? So uh, you had a manipulation plus oblivion roll. What was the, the success? I rolled four out of five. Four out of five successes is more than enough that you need for the, for this to happen. He takes one look at you, glances over at the other three. Um, he does sort of move his hand to his hip uh, for a moment as he pulls back this blazer and a very natural reaction to, to maybe draw a weapon. But he holds himself just enough to look in at you and say, Are you here for bride? Could be. Why didn't you say so? Bride wasn't my priority. Don't tell her that. She doesn't need to know. But the new girl is? All right, whatever. What the fuck? Give me a second. What's your name? Mal. Okay. And he he turns over, he calls one of the bouncers over to take his place. The other guy stands firmly in front of you and crosses his arms right in front. And the Mm -hmm. first walks behind. He takes out this walkie-talkie from the side, on the other side, um, from that firearm he was about to pull. And he begins speaking into it. You can hear him uh, posing a question and then some positive affirmations. The other moves away and he comes back. Uh, Bride is going to let you in, but next time you got to be on the list. She said she's going to make sure you get put in put in the list. Yeah, you should have just said I would have let you in. I, I, I mean, I I hope there's there's no um if you, you got to get in before you could just say my name next time, call for Matt or whatever you need to just let us know next time cuz fuck, man. Matt, was it? Yeah, Matt. Uh mm. just please don't pull that shit unless you're like it's okay. Come on. Come on. I like suck the shadows back into me and I say, I don't know what you're talking about. What did you see? It's, it's what freaked you out so much. Uh, you're welcome inside. Guys, she, uh, they're clear. They're clear. Let them through. And he's Thanks. sort of big bossing around with the other guys trying to hide. I grab his goatee and I shake it a little bit as I pass. What the fuck? Pulls at it. He'll probably shave it the next morning. Um, you are into this quad. It's doused in white lace. It is a beautiful scene. It's pumping up the music that is playing from the main show. And it is a nice balance between trad goth 
and this electronic dance music that is sort of mixed in with those same undertones. Um, it is a, a really good beat, well-selected music that is pumping through. There are a lot of people out here in the quad that are still dancing. There's an outside bar with the signature drinks, and you can see this menu across the back wall that looks like they've been uh, uh, sort of curating day in and day out with new cocktails. People are drunk as fuck out here already on an uh, on a you know 8:30 p.m. bender. The inside itself is another line to get through. But these big industrial double doors pull you in through this 1960s asylum front. And inside, you are opened up into uh, this massive, uh, hugely vaulted ceiling room. Uh, It does not look as though uh, the asylum does a lot of low ceiling rooms or anything like that. It's not small by any means. It is opened up completely. So that from the very entrance of the room uh, of the building, you can see the very top of the building itself. It is floor to ceiling, one gigantic opening. Uh, The ceilings stretch on forever and they expose every area. There's a second floor that functions largely as a balcony seating down into the main dance floor. But up there on this sort of industrial catwalk is more dancing area. It seems like they have an auxiliary dance floor up there to dance sort of suspended on chains onto this uh, scaffolding right above the main floor, which, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of stacks both dance floors on top of each other. The main floor is littered with dance cages filled with performers dancing completely naked, save for half-done straight jackets that swing loose bindings about their bodies with every gyration. There's this wall-long bar that stretches on forever. There's a set of booths along one area, a lower dance uh, a dancing area that's lined with neon lights, a series of private rooms individually roofed in the vacuous area at the far end of the club. There's a VIP section that works largely as its own glassed-in observation room that sits off the west of the dance floor and currently houses what looks to be some sort of rich musician and the horde of people ganging up to dance with him. Huge amount of people in this room. They're cycling in and out. The music is doing really well for itself. Everyone's on drugs. Everyone's having a good time. There are more of those half-dressed, straight-jacketed service members that are cascading out with these silver platters to everyone. Um, Equal parts uh, drinks and, uh, you know, uh, uh, appetizers and foods and all things being pushed out from that main bar off the west side. Um, it's, It's a huge place. What would you like to do? Um, I think I'm just going to try to, I, I know that I'm supposed to meet up with the others and that's like vaguely in my brain, but I think my, my intention is Tara first. And if I happen to see bride saying hi to bride. Okay. So give me a wits and awareness. Let's see if you can find Tara. Sorry, I have to look every time because I never remember. Okay. Paradise. One, two, three. Just three. Okay. Yeah, you find her uh, 
it's a tough look just because moving through any dark club in Vegas, you get so close up on people. It's really hard to see out of the peripherals outside of all these mobs of people that you're trying to weave through. It definitely becomes this body pile where you are moving through the sweat and smells of other people. There are a few of them that as you pass by, you get the sense that they have a pungent amount of blood in them and for a second you find yourself getting hungry just at the smell of it there's certain tastes of people that just drive a kindred wild and in a place like this you could find just about everything you would want you could drain a lot of these people dry it is the perfect place for a kindred no one can be seen in this place it is built for shadow you could probably embody this whole room if you had to and steal as many souls as you could out of this crowd but you weave through and breaking past the first layer, you eventually find Terra, who is standing by the edge of that walled bar, uh, standing just off center. She's dressed as she uh, usually does on business, uh, which is like uh, like show blacks almost, uh, a plain black t-shirt that is <laughs> rode high on these massive biceps that she holds, uh, built out back and shoulders, this um, tall, uh, undercutted uh, side bob that has been brought down to about her cheek level on her left-hand side and then swoops around to her back um, and then sort of razored in off the side there. Uh, she is uh, a beautiful individual, uh, bright eyes that you can see from where you are now, uh, built into combat boots and these uh, strong black, uh, like Dickies work pants. Um, she's ready to work. You can see she is strapped with a nine millimeter pistol that is plainly, plainly uh, thrown into a holster off the front of her belt. You can see she doesn't look as good as the last you saw her. She looks uh, paler, like maybe she's coming down from a cold. Um, and she looks stressed. Just off the first glance. Um, I'm gonna sneak up and just lean against the wall next to her and wait for probably like 45 seconds before I lean up because she's much taller than I am and say, sub Ginger Spice. Oh, holy shit. What the fuck? Holy <laughs> shit, Mal! She at first goes immediately into emergency mode like she's gonna pull for a gun, like she's gonna look around, she's gonna fight, and then she finds you and for a second, you can see the disbelief fill her face. Holy shit, you're here. Oh, my God. And she runs up and she pulls you into this huge bear hug and pulls you in. She drops you off and she she holds you in in this like too tight grip, even for your dead self and at the shoulders and sort of shakes you around a bit like she's afraid if she lets go, you won't be there when she does am i fucking high are you really here oh my god i mean you might be high you work in asylum that's true but like more than the usual high you're here dude oh you my told god. me to come to vegas yeah vegas was your idea i didn't think you'd take so long i, I thought you were coming right after me and I, I i thought you were dead i thought you were gone Nope, just, um, took me a little longer than I thought. Uh, shit's been wild. 
Did you see all the fucking locusts? What the fuck was up with that? Yeah, they're fucking disgusting. I don't know what the hell is going on, but we had to clean them out of all the fucking vents. So half the building still smells like dead grasshopper? It's bullshit. But apparently it happens a lot here in Nevada. Could you have picked somewhere without locusts? Listen, if we're going to make any money, it's going to be here in Las Vegas, okay? I've already made like so many connections. I'm making moves. Uh, we may have like a life down here. I- I've even started calling some of the old buddies in Colorado. I'm going to see if maybe we could, you know, put the commune back together. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That'd be really nice. Did you, um, um, have you talked to any of them since Colorado? Like that old crew you used to run with? Like, what what have you been up to? What slowed you down? Oh, you know, just like... Come on, we don't have to talk about this. We can talk about fucking anything. You look... I mean, you're hot. You're always hot, obviously. But like, are you good? You look like... Okay, like so hot I like shit, can't but like... worry about you. But you could just totally shift it to how shitty I look. And now it's like nothing happened. I mean, is this, do we, is this what we do now? Do we, like, give a shit? This is what we do. This is what having friends is like. You care about the other one, then you ask questions, and they answer them, and they ask you questions. You know how that works? Vaguely. Good. Then, I don't know. Maybe we should set a date, and we should get together, and we could just get all the shitty stuff off the table, and then we can be our new Vegas selves. Oh, a date? Yeah. Is that what you want? Well... <laughs> I mean, we could skip all that, I guess, but I'd like Preferable. to start there. Is the talking thing that's like that's gonna stick? I think that's what killed us in Colorado. I think I've been spending a whole lot of my life not talking about things and keeping things from people because I thought it would save them because I was upset with how insecure I was or who I was, and I realized that's bullshit. And this city's really good for it. You're either one of the liars or you're the most honest you can be. And I think I'm going to go with the second this time. (laughs) Fuck, I leave you alone for a month and you get all self-actualized and shit. You're going to love this place. It's it's what it does to you when you work like this, when this is your life, when it's it's nothing but a party and you're (laughs) always invited. Like, there is a lot here for you and me. I'm just so glad you made it. I really... I thought you were gone. I thought you, like, got murked or something. I don't know. Nah, it takes more than... Ain't nobody gonna keep me down. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Well, then... We're here? We're here. Oh, it's so good to see you. She wraps you up in a big hug again. <sighs> um, Can I ask you for a super fucking weird favor? Oh... Okay, day one, you're already asking for favors. Look, it's uh, not even like a big deal. It's yeah. you're when I tell you, you're gonna laugh your ass off. What is it? You like need a place to stay or something? What? No, I got a place to stay. It's fine. Um, if you go to the store, mm-hmm. can you get me like eight bottles of glue? What? Yeah, just like like fucking Elmer's, like, like fucking Elmer's glue, like orange top. Like, you're going to eat paste, Elmer's? Like No, dumbass, I'm not going to eat paste. Well, what are you doing with... You just got to Vegas. Your first buy is eight bottles of Elmer's glue. 
How do you know it's my first buy? I could have had a churro right. on my way here or something. Yeah, I just, I think top five Elmer's glue, eight bottles of it is a weird pick. That's all I'm saying. But fine, you need glue, I can buy you glue. Okay, and I'll take out like 20 bucks and give it to her. She takes it, she looks down and it's just, okay. Where do I send this glue? I'll just Where come get staying? it from you. Oh, it's one of those. I know which one you picked. I picked being true honest. I know which one you picked. For now, that's the one I picked. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fine, I'll be your glue pickup. I'll stay here. I'll live my whole life waiting for you to come back for glue. It won't be your whole life. It'll be like 24 hours. Or like if you need, like, I know I'm not saying like you have to go to the store in the next 24 hours or whatever. I can get you some glue. Calm down. But when you come back, you have to answer those questions. A question per bottle of glue. That's eight questions. I might buy 20 at this point. No more than 15. You have a deal. Beautiful. Now, I, I got to kick you out. My boss is really weird. Where is she, by the way? Oh, she's here. She runs second floor. She's got a room up there. Great. She's real weird. Oh, I weird's my thing and i'll like pop up on my toes and kiss her like full on the mouth like aggressively so yeah she's shocked by it she gives in and starts uh aggressively making out with you for about two seconds as much as she can muster before she realizes she's on the job and that professional streak comes in and she full-on pushes (laughs) you away um and you know blushing away you know wipes down her shirt Mm -hmm. you know looks all big she says get the fuck out of here i'll get your clue i untuck one corner of her shirt and i go off to find bride beautiful uh up to the second floor there's a very clear uh, painting of that that back portion and indeed on the second floor built into the very end of the building is like a like a makeshift apartment almost uh, and it seems as though this is where bride's private room presides there's a walkway up to it and then there are two armed guards on either side uh i have an invitation from bride uh, yeah you're uh, you're mal right I guess. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, she's inside. She's entertaining some folks, but you'll have to be quick about it. That's fine. Uh, they open the door uh, and you come through and the very lavish little bedroom that she has that is all white lace. The entire room feels white. Um, and this big canopy bed that is veiled through onto the other side. And there she is, much like you saw her in Elysium wearing this all white veil that sits down to the center of a mega death t-shirt um, and she's in these sort of sparsely broken out black jeans that have holed through to the underside where she has these little black uh, lace leggings and then uh, built into some, some tall heels that make her five foot form seem a little taller than she usually is um, but she is in the middle of telling some raucous story to some coked up losers like uh, a team of 12 that is centered around her 
and she's joking with them. She's laughing with them. They seem to be having a really good time listening to Bride. She stops for half a moment. Her face goes completely dead. She looks to one of them and then bites the fuck out of their neck, so much so that there's this big spray of blood as it gouts into the, the crowd of them, and you can see it start to douse across that white veil as she bites through it and then sucks through like a sponge. Um, and the others look shocked and horrified. And then there's this weird pause between all of them as she stops and stares at the others. Um, and in that weird testing out predator and prey moment, the others turn and wait. And she begins to laugh and they start to laugh with her. And it becomes another moment where they're hugging and laughing and talking and everything as you enter into the room. I'll continue on my path of uh, exorbitant decorum and I'll curtsy to her when I come in. I don't have a skirt or anything, but I curtsy. She walks up and she does the same, but with her veil and sits as low to the, the, the bottom of the floor there as she can. She makes eye contact with you and she's, why the fuck did we do that? I don't know. It seemed like a thing to do. Okay. Well, we did it. You're Great. here now. You're in my club. You're in asylum. You said you would come and you did. I did. She reaches into the bottom of her Megadeth t-shirt and she pulls out this necklace for him and on the end is Allison's finger bone. She shakes it about a little bit. She says, I did not forget. And for a second, I thought that when you came in here that you weren't going to come visit me because I heard at the gate that you you showed some of your stuff and they were scared and they called me and they said, Bride, your friend is here. And I thought, well, Quick, Allegra, play both characters. There <laughs> <laughs> you go, there you go. You coming. You literally. It was at the best possible time. <laughs> the Inquisition <laughs> cut the feed. Immediately what else could go theme. wrong in our session like, today? No. First of all, Caleb, I was going to say, dramatic much. <laughs> About what? What dramatic about what? Well planned exit. All yeah, of it. Oh, planned. Yeah. All that. I got Thanos snapped. I'm sorry. I'm back. Am I? Am I live? You're. You're, you're back. You're live. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trash Bandico says, "Getting ghosted by Bride." You are absolutely correct. Damn. She just ceased to exist. Um, okay. What the fuck was she saying? Let's go back. Uh, I got word from the front of the bar that you were coming through, and I thought she's just here to see her little fucking friend and uh, not me. She's not order. even going to come see me. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a girl. Just so you know. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. This person came to see me, and I. I was talking about Tara, by the way. That girl. You came to see your girl. Oh yeah, I came to see. I mean, she's not my girl. She's just. She's not. I just saw on the cameras, you two were a little close. And she walks over to the side and there are these string of CCTV cameras. Uh, was was this a lie when you kissed her? Or is that just some fucking, are you guys not close? Are you ghosting my girl? Oh no, she just I'm joined through. Her. Okay, well, it's complicated, I guess. Mm. That's really the first time anyone's called her my girl. So like that... So what you're afraid of intimacy? That's no, no. I'm 
not afraid of intimacy. Well, I think you're deflecting. I was worried you weren't come here, and then you did, and now you're here. Yes, I am. Welcome. Thank you. Do you like the club? It's incredible. Good. I made it for you. You're here. I have the finger bone. I kept it. Uh, Would you like something to eat? And uh, she gestures to a row of people who are awkwardly staring at this conversation. No, thank you. I ate last night. um, And honestly... You don't want my food. No, I love... I... My love of the asylum only goes so far in that I don't want to get into your food stores, really. Oh, okay. You understand? Yeah. It's out it. of respect. Yeah. So you're here? I'm here. Good. Yes. Are you going to be here around for your not girl? Ideally. So yes. you and you and me are going to get close then. I was hoping. Where's so. your other friend? Which one? Oh, I don't keep track of her. No, that's mm, a shame. I, I thought I would see you both. I mean, I can talk to her, but usually that ends in yeah. sexual innuendos that I want to avoid if I can. No, we should all get together sometime. The three of us. I'm sure we'd have a lot to talk about. Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk to her. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad you came up here. I'm glad you um, said hello. Because I was worried you wouldn't. I would never come to an establishment this fine and not give my props to the runner. Plenty of people say that and plenty of people are lying. I'm not plenty of people. Oh, okay. I like that. Well, you don't want my food, and you're just saying hello. Is there anything Bride can do for you? Not at the moment. I, uh, well, that's a lie. As a personal favor, leave Tara as far away from our business as possible. Oh. Gosh. I wish you had been here a couple weeks ago. I, I, here's the thing, though. They, they work for me, so it's like we're sharing them, right? <sighs> and if she has already taken steps... Who am I to deny her experience? Wait, what kind of steps is she taking? What do you mean? Well, I you thought said you two were close. I, I haven't seen her in, a, I don't know, a couple months. Well, I guess you've been missing out then. <sighs> if you'd like, we could all get together and talk about it. Am I stepping over boundaries? Are you in charge of her? Is, is that... Do you want... That no, 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 no. I well, then why were you saying that I should stop for her? No, I'm, I'm not. What because it she, sounds like it was her decision to do so in the first place. I don't even know what her decision was. Am I, am I misconceiving your relationship? Maybe I. <sighs> so like you're in charge. I'm not in charge. Okay, so then I'll keep doing what I'm doing. <sighs> You look upset. No. 
No, 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 no. I'm uh, confused. Just I've been out of the loop for a while. And I'd like to understand. I suppose it's her business. I should talk to her. Yes? It's good to communicate. Fantastic. Um, <clears throat> well, thank you for your hospitality. I look forward to spending more time with you in this club. Uh, of course. I'll uh, leave you with they, a pun. They, yes. them? Yes? Yes, I'm yes. getting that and, right? Yes. Appreciated. And if any of the older primogens aren't aware and you happen to speak to them dissemination would be appreciated it is a very common trait amongst us you live forever you start to get rid of any identity that holds you down yeah gender's useless i don't need it sure you were saying uh i was just going to leave you with a uh parting trinket you brought a gift a little one it's more fragile than the last let me see uh, I pull out the most complete I like to think I pulled a set of wings off of one cicada and I hold them out to her Ooh, these would make great earrings she takes them up off they might she rip. takes them um, she calls over one of the blood dolls and gives that out to them take special care this was a gift from Mal Mal, I'm going to start thinking things if you keep bringing me gifts. I'm not in charge of your thoughts. Good. I'm not in charge of anything. Yes, you're starting to learn things. We are all our own gods, aren't we? Okay, well, this was great to fucking see you. It was beautiful to see you, and you're so very sweet. And I'm glad we're on the same page about Tara and making her own decisions and I think that you're going to love the asylum. I think you should bring, what was her name? Allison next. Al. I'll talk to her. Good. Okay. Well, it was great to see you, honestly. You too. Sure. And I'll do like an overly complicated, like. They Absolute. try and match you completely on the, the figure you just created. And uh, and then starts to drift back over to the uh, the blood dolls. I walk back downstairs. I think about going to talk to Tara. You can see her from across the room there. She's standing very stoically, very professionally. This time you do notice the CCTV that is marked, pointed specifically at her. I leave. Very good. Okay. With that, we're going to take a 15-minute break, and when we return, we will have all of our kindred together. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> we'll be back. Oh. God. That was... <laughs> That's a good okay. one, Zachy. Yeah, that's a rough image for me to think about. Okay. Uh, it is considerably later in the night. Uh, let's say we all meet up about 8.45 in the morning. In the morning. No, in the night. No, 8.45 to 9 p.m. that you guys arrive. Hopefully not directly in the parking lot of Lucky's because we've done that a couple times while these bikers are hanging out here. What's no, that, the thought here? That lot that we... Yeah. <laughs> 
we keep walking back to somewhere yeah. nice and discreet. I, yeah. I just want to say that if any bikers look out the window, they'll notice that the same group of eight people have come by. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I want us to do this just as a power play. No, no. <laughs> I just like to imagine some of the conquerors standing by the window going, hey, Greg, they're back again. What the fuck is this? <laughs> but you guys meet in the lot of the art installation across the way. Um, the Burles same. Is eating a pizza. He's got one. Say, <laughs> Allison is also dipping ranch, eating pizza. It is uh, flavorful for the both of you. You are maybe the only two out of the group that can actually enjoy this. You do know, and Burroughs knows this best, that eventually later you will pay for everything you've eaten because it does cause you to violently, violently expel those foods out of your body later. That's uh, a janitor along. on the strips problem later. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and later, sometime in the middle of the night, a janitor uh, in the service to Las Vegas City will have to clean up uh, some slices of pizza covered in a fountain of blood that is on the side of the road. So God bless him. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that's the first time this has happened in Vegas, but it's definitely never good when it does. I'm sure they've had worse. Look, yeah. when we get into our new place, I'm sure there is a toilet. You can go and expel it. Yes, I, oh man, I'm sure there will it's be a, a toilet. I hope to God you have toilets in your club. Yeah. Um, speaking of new places, what are we thinking? What's the move? Well, we cleared out the last club, right? Aren't we trying to sort of hermit crab this? Yeah, I think we just get in there and fuck their shit up. Well, as we can tell, They're- not everyone is good at improving. And I'm looking at all of you, fuck, except you. Now. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Oh, you're back. Would you like to explain? Oh. Yeah, also, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, you smell like shit. You don't got any business asking us where we've been. Where the hell have you been? Woo! Just meeting the Nosferatu primogen, Bugsy. And that was more important than us. I mean, yeah. I would. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Do we um, see uh, your. Like, do we notice your German Shepherd thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's just standing there. Oh, Niles right is there. like, Niles is already like crouched down and like put a hand out. <gasps> Why do you have a ghost? Yeah, he, he sniffs it and kind of nuzzles it. Yeah, I'm just going to be scratching. Can I I'm, see so. I'm ignoring everybody and just scratching his sides of his face. That this dog's been through some shit. There Literally. is a, a noticeable smell to Rufus's fur that is a little, uh, um, terrible to smell um but outside of that he's a very cute individual uh a distinguished older gentleman silver fox in his greatest era um and while his mind is a little dazed from age he does absolutely lick you back niles these big slimy kisses that run up the side of your face regal are you aware that dogs occasionally need a bath i am i am um clean water not can shit water. I, can I give it a makeover? Can I please, please, please? What's it saying? Rufus. Um, I'm going to stick my hand out to Rufus, see if they'll allow me near it. Yeah, Rufus is a very friendly individual. <gasps> uh, smells in at you. Oh. I, um, so, so what happened? I, th- I feel like I missed something. Why don't you guys tell him what he did? What did you do? 
We, well, you shake about to... the seeing eye dog, and he does not seem to respond. <laughs> <laughs> why don't why doesn't spicy cook a little sib and big what tell what happened? Did you say little spicy? Little spicy, that yep. No. Spicy cooker. <laughs> spicy cooker. Spicy cooker. Yeah. Well sip. sip. We took care of a problem I had. I got got rid of uh, some gangsters that were they owe me some money and uh balls were juggled. Not in our bottle, though. And uh you know, we cleared up a space. Uh, got a new space and I think uh we can ask these guys the the conquerors see if they want to go there. No, not see, they're going to go there. Or alternative well, pitch, we eat the conquerors. So, just so you all are aware, they are connected to the Anarchs. They're so, pretty, uh... Yeah. That's good to know. That would be very good key information. Yeah, yeah so... The, apparently there's a shot caller up on the north side of Vegas that uh, they answered to. I didn't get any... I wasn't able to get any more information than that, but uh, he's apparently been a thorn in the side for the Camarilla. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't call this meeting. What Speaking of Anarchs... You're not the only one that gets the call meetings. What oh, the fuck? I, I know. I know. We're talking about Anarchs now. Niles? His name is Sylvie or Sylvester. He leads the Anarchs. Are you an so Anarch? Wait. Uh, that's a complicated question, but no would be the general answer. Ah, that the doesn't feel like it. general answer? If you're an anarch, that's fine. I don't care. My question the is like. Prince told you that I was a part of the anarchs initiative. Yeah, yeah so I have affiliations with the anarchs. That's did you, kind of my so thing. So can you just go tell these crusaders to fuck off? <laughs> that's really stupid to think that I would be in a position to tell somebody to fuck off. Well, you won't know until you've tried. I, I was told. I have, though, uh, a place we can go to talk to Sylvester and perhaps Ooh. mitigate bloodshed. I'm sick maintain... of talking. Well, you haven't done a good... I would... You didn't do a good job last time with action, so you know what? You don't have a vote. What's the plan? The plan is that you're going to come with me to a bar and you are going to meet one of the Anarch's key players and you're going to listen to what he has to say and then we go from there. Now that's... What about... Yeah. I mean, what's... It's not a bad idea because the way these kindred like to work, it seems like asking permission is certainly the, the way to go, but this is our territory. Maybe it is important that we, you know... We don't need to kill anybody, but we made arrangements for them. They're, they got a new place, our decision, and then we leave it at that. We go around asking everybody for everything. We're going to be asking exactly. our entire unlife. Un- you're not wrong. Why don't we do that? Why don't we offer them this other s- spot you're talking about, see how they respond, and then if we need to, we go meet with Sylvester. Would that, sure. would that be sufficient? For me, it will be. I would really like if we could go meet Sylvester, but you know, this is but a we're team effort. Here. <laughs> is he expecting us now? He'd like to see you all, yes. Ah. Okay. Do, uh, while we're on the topic, Sybil, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, do I get the feeling? Does Niles look like the way I feel about Elysium? 
Um, yeah, give me a insight plus uh, intelligence as you've had enough time to look at Niles. Three successes. Nice. Um, the way that you feel about Elysium could definitely be used in relation to the uh, experience that Niles is giving off. Um, Niles, could you give me a... Well, first off, Niles, are you trying to hide the way you're feeling about what's going on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, as well, well then, as like the fact that like my jaw is partially broken. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, we might notice that physically. Yeah, so physically you could probably see that. Although it was superficial damage, right? Did, did uh, yeah. I? Yeah. It was superficial, so, but I still have aggravated damage from the buckshot. Oh, that was from the a couple days ago, right? Or not yeah. a couple days ago, but right. Um, so you will have healed your jaw. Thankfully, that will not be visible to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, they do look way worse for wear. Uh, let me get a composure plus subterfuge to see if you can keep your uh, insight, your your inner feelings away from Sybil here. <clears throat> And Spoons is here too, correct? Spoons yeah. is tucked away in my pocket. Oh, okay. Uh, no successes. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Niles is unfortunately an open book here uh, this night. They are going through something that could be attributed as um, scarier than your experience at Elysium Sybil. Uh, mm-hmm. They were under a gun uh, recently, you would guess. We should go. Okay. Well, what, go. What, I, we're here. Why don't we just go tell the Crusaders to fuck off? What did I fucking say about a vote? I'm sorry. Are you, Sybil, are you saying we go see Sil- this Sylvester? Yeah. How okay. are you going to grow if you literally just only think with your dick? I, um, while Jesus. we're on the, Fuck me. While we're on the topic... Uh, Bugsy asked me for some help, and I didn't commit you all to anything, but it's something I'm going to have to look into. Um, Something happened to a childer, I believe, of his. Um, He wants me to find out what happened. I'm I'm so sorry. Repeat one more time. He asked me to find out what happened to a child of his. Vampire child or like real human child? Vamp- vampire. I'm sorry. Just need clarification. Yeah, vampire child. So, Does anyone work. else have errands that the rest of us need to all be aware of? I was going to say, we're scratching a lot of backs, but I suppose that's the way you move up in this world. It's I mean, not Bride a- wants to see you, Allison. Of course. Listen, I didn't commit. I didn't no, no, that's all right. No, I just, I would just let's everyone just lay it out on the table so I can actually schedule things because you know I would like to actually get into my bar and nightclub and get the damn show roll. Yeah, so. there is that voice bubbling up in both of the Malkavians, that cacophony of sound, the multiple voices that is bubbling. That's ours. That's ours. Enoch, they're preventing us from taking what's ours. Buddy, you know what the fuck to do. Fuck these people. Eat these people. Fuck them and eat them. I'm running into the... I'm running into lu- to Lucky's. No! No. <laughs> We either put Might out. Try and jump on him. Some, someone catches him because I'm not. Does he leave Jenkinson the shit? Burrows, you were like saying it. as Enoch I, begins. Yeah, to I run. think as I watch him run, I'm like, 
we either mitigate the damage or we let the bomb go off without anything stopping it. It will go off. Okay. Oh, fuck. Mal, you said you were pursuing this man? Yes. Are you intent to stop Enoch or protect him? Stop him. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about his safety. I'm stopping this dumbass. Okay. I assume that you are trying to stop him before he reaches any sort of property on Club Canaan. Ideally. Okay. Let's make a dexterity plus brawl versus Enoch's dexterity plus athletics. Any other additional actions against Enoch? Uh, I, I'm going to see how this plays out. Beautiful. I'm panicking. Allison, you do feel the same compulsion he does to take this club. You're sick of waiting. This is yours. They're trying oh, to take yes. your things, I'm gonna, Allison. I'm going to wait until Mal runs off, and then I'm going to be like, gotcha, and then I'm going to go after as well. Beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, Enoch, what's your role, my friend? My, I got two successes. Two successes Seven. against Mal's? Three. Three successes. Uh, so Mal is able to catch and tackle you into the parking lot. You guys go skidding running. across the asphalt, and you can see some of it kick up as the dust builds about your feet. You're uh, sort of uh, taken to the floor for just a moment by the small frame of Mal as they struggle on, on top of you to keep you moving, but you're immobilized for the moment. Allison does come running up the back now. post uh, behind. I'm going to slide past if I can and be like, okay. and keep going. Can I Allison. try and trip her with my legs? Since I jump over? Absolutely you can. Can I, Allison. The, can I try to wrap them up so they can't, can't get to Allison? Absolutely you can. <laughs> um, let's start in this order of operations. Let's get Enoch's attempt to stop Mal from doing so. So let's get uh, strength plus brawl (laughs) to grip. I'm not trying to get off him. I'm just trying to like wiggle around enough that I can like kick out her legs. Let's get you a wiggle roll right after we get Enoch's uh, strength roll. Strength plus brawl. Yeah. If this doesn't work, I have something I want to try. Three successes. Three successes. Mal, go ahead and make a dexterity plus brawl. And if it's lower in the pool, it does not trip Allison. Has no option of it. One, two, three, four. Damn it! Four successes. So there's still a chance. That's a margin of... Aaron, you had what? Two? Three. Or three. Okay, so that's a margin of one. That means, Allison, all you have to do is roll a dexterity of... And athletics bigger than one success. Okay. Get in there, baby. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Ruth is getting. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. What'd you do? Um. Okay. So I mm-hmm. have one success. Uh huh. And two. Crit fails, and I have three blood dice, so I only had blood dice, so I failed two of the blood. So this would be considered a bestial failure, because the DC was one, and we failed, and you have two. Um, You can't double fail, so the two failures won't change anything, but this is a bestial Oh, God, failure. yeah. Maybe the first uh, of the campaign so far. Yeah. Uh, Allison, there is something that drives in you. You woke up hungrier than you usually do. I did. Um, and the compulsion in your mind becomes 
absolutely uncontrollable. The voices are speaking again, and it's that familiar tone. They're taking what's ours. They're touching our things. They're touching our things. They're touching our things. You immediately move, rear up. That uh, Are you wearing heels tonight? I'm pretty sure Allison is, right? Oh, baby, yeah. Hell yeah. You rear up one heel, you strike it down, and you can see as the stiletto tip pierces through Mal's ankle and you can imagine it nearly oh. snaps bone as you connect into the calf of your friend Mal you'll take two superficial damage as Allison then rears up the heel and then runs full force for the front door without any yeah. decision in the matter God why are you such a bitch Damn. I will want to what did you just something. say yes let's go to Raquel and Sybil who I believe had actions hmm. let's start with Sib I'm going to activate Feral Whispers. And what the hell does that do? Uh, <laughs> it means I can summon animals. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> a whole bunch of famulus. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, it's not fam, but it's, it's manipulation and animalism um, or okay. charisma and animalism. We'll do charisma, maybe. Beautiful. Um, and I and do this is make... just to bring them to us, right? The... Yeah. Yes. Um, it summons all of the particular beasts I want to summon in the area. Okay. Um, okay. Manipulation and animalism. Got it. <laughs> okay. That's three successes. Three successes. Absolutely. Oh. And mm-hmm. one, a, a skull and the hunger die. There's also one of those. We're, we're all good. I'm pretty sure because we did not fail any DC. Um, what, sort of animals are you drawing to us? So, before Allison gets to the door, it looks like three and then four sort of small, maybe bathroom rugs. And okay. Good good time to pause if you have an issue with bugs. They are all hordes of roaches that climb up Allison and cover her face. Yeah, this is just Vegas right here. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Um, would Here is the thing. If I'm in beast mode? The bestial failure has triggered a compulsion that is undeniable. So, Allison absolutely looks upset that the roaches are climbing in through their clothes and all about their body. They have become this human hive of these skittering, chitinous uh, roaches. But it does not stop them for any movement. In fact, they're running even harder. Allison is broken into moving on four hands bringing herself like an animal, uh, you know, know, flittering, flying roaches jumping about her the entire way through as she bursts for the front door. Thankfully, this night, there are no conquerors set up outside of that fenced-in perimeter by the motorcycles, but she's near undeniable. I think this is going to work for us, and I'm going to start walking towards... <laughs> I was say, it failed, but first impression. So. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Any other actions before we go to a new cycle? No. I'm okay. just walking towards Lucky. <laughs> Allison, God damn it. I need you to make a frenzy test, okay? Yes. Your hunger is at three, so that that puts our difficulty at... One second. Can you imagine? Lady in high heels runs through the front door. 
Covered in insects. Exactly. Just spitting roaches on all fours. And attacking I was just actually like, okay. But you know, this is also Tuesday in Vegas. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Tuesday for new gen. Um, you are at a difficulty of three. Okay. Come on, you can do it. You got it. I'm trying to figure out what do I have to roll. <laughs> so you will roll all of your willpower plus a third of your humanity. Oh, okay. Okay. You can't fail. So, so it's two plus your willpower. Okay. And you've got to beat a three. Okay. Um, I will say I just rolled my Ross check and I failed. I'm at hunger three. Wait, so she's rolling her the number of die a number of die dice equal to her willpower? Yes, her max willpower. Ooh, plus God, a, a third of, of her humanity. That's a shit ton of dice. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's you two round the plus third up or down. Down. So two plus whatever their um, so willpower max is. So will plow power plus a third of your humanity, which is two. Yeah. Uh, four, five, six, seven. Five. There we go. Do I need to use the red ones at all? Uh, no, no hunger dice in this okay. roll. It's a metric fistful of dice. Mm. Be great if there's no successes. Yeah. Uh... Well, good, bad news. <laughs> good, bad news. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I have one, two, three, four, five, there it six is. successes and one crit fail, but who gives a fuck? I got six successes. Okay, cool. You have made it through. Uh, you are not in frenzy, meaning that you are in control of your body starting oh, this so next I'm- cycle. You still feel the the compulsion, but you are in control yourself. As you burst through these double doors, it opens up into this massive room, and you see, like, 12 different people on the first floor look shocked over in the midst of this classic rock that is playing low over everything. (laughs) They drop things in their hands. Their drinks fall out of their hands. They look shocked as all hell as this roach-covered four-footed Malkavian bursts through the door, half-covered in blood off her stilettos, manic in her eyes and ready for fucking anything. They all scramble and move for their guns. There's a kick of tables off the side. Everyone is in shit-kicking mode. And it is a heinous field of chaos throughout this whole main room. Um, I will allow everyone else to join up at that that, that front door. Of course, I'm going to give Allison one surprise round before we go into the rest, but uh, the rest of you will be able to make it inside within the same turn and act. Enoch, what you got? I'm not letting Mal get off that easy for calling Allison a bitch. I'm still engaged. I like oh, that. I'm not getting okay. off him. <laughs> I like that. I've activated fucking prowess and lethal body. <laughs> Just would not be Mayday if we did not use the pretty things on our sheet to hurt each other. <laughs> so we'll keep that in mind. Um, with that in mind, let's start with Allison. Allison, you're the first one through the door. There are maybe 12 different people on this first level. Who knows how many on the second level uh, that are primed to kill you in a second. Um, how would you like to proceed? <laughs> um, okay. Because oh, I am I just came out of the frenzy, but I'm still very hot. And like it's like one of those like... Yeah, you are. 
Thank you. Uh, it's no. I'm trying to figure out like how much of like her sanity is there because I would right. probably either dive behind the bar, like run and jump behind the bar, right? Or she's still kind of loopy doopy. She's gonna kind of like hold it and kind of glare and growl, like kind of that kind of thing, and just stare down. That's where I'm trying to figure out where she at mentally. She's okay. still. So my understanding so far is that you're yeah. standing still. Yeah. Think of it okay. like I'm holding my action because no one has done anything yet. Yes. So I'm waiting for someone to actually do, like, because I know they pull, but it's one thing to actually shoot, and then I'm going to go balls okay. to the walls. I, I'm going to be very generous here and say that I think they intend to shoot. All right, the first nearest bastard is going to shoot is getting it. Okay. We're in so much Beautiful. Trouble. All right, we will keep that in mind. I'm going to go to the others before I handle the twelve with Allison. Wait, <laughs> can I do dominate on this? The twelve with Allison. Can you do to... dominate on one of the 12? Absolutely. Or can I actually just dominate mo- multiple people? I don't know. Does dominate give you the I option to? Know. I don't think it does. If I can, up. I'm going to cover my ass and dominate most Let's people. see. <laughs> dominate can do a lot of things. I don't know if I can do that. So you're trying to mesmerize all of them? Um, it is the victim, so it would only be oh, one no. person. Or compelled. No, only contact with one person. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm holding on to those. Yeah, never yeah. mind. I'm just gonna. We've go. got to get you a little beefier before you can get everybody to do what you want. I know. We're getting there. For right now, we're gonna catch some bullets. Uh, we're gonna go to Mal and Enoch. Mal and Enoch. Uh, let's have just a straight dexterity pool. Whatever is in your dexterity, roll. Whoever wins higher will get the first action on top of each other. Get all these dice out of the way. Yes. I only got one success. Anything over a two, Aaron, and you have it. Well, I only got a one success. Okay, so you're measured. I'm just gonna pick. Mal, you begin. Um, I want to activate my my potence and use okay. prowess and just pin him to the fucking ground. Okay, mostly absolutely. because I think it's going to be humiliating for him to not be able to go with her. Right. What does that prowess do for us in this situation? Uh, it just says gains an overall increase in strength. Okay. Okay, so we'll add an extra die to your strength pool. Let's get a strength plus brawl with that added prowess. Is that Kira snoring? Incredible! Sounds of the city now. Yeah, the locusts. Let's get some Kira emojis in the chat. Drop a Kira for us. Drop a Kira in the chat. Um, So I got two tenths. So that's four, and then two more successes for six. Okay. So, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Enoch, uh, what is your defense as it becomes immediately clear that Mal is preventing you from leaving? Uh, as these, Don't nerd. Yeah, what does this look like, Mal, as I'm you make this to, happen? So I'm assuming, like, I'm pinned to the ground. I ha- I think I have him pinned, like, my, my forearm is against his throat, and I've got my legs just, like, pinning his, like, my knees pinning his thighs down, and, like, Full turtle, full turtle on the back can't go anywhere. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna grab Mal by the hair 
and pull as hard as I can, and I'm just gonna Not stare them dead in the eyes and be like, "Yeah, you gonna beat me up? Yeah, come on, you gonna call my girl a bitch? You gonna beat me up? Yeah, come on, give it to me!" <laughs> Why do you ruin things? I, I just gotta encourage anyone if you can get a Malkavian at your table, please do. It's fucking wild. Um, Aaron, what does this mean? I love it. It's very submissive. I'm always here for that. What does that mean? Uh, well, I think I'm trying to inflict damage by pulling their hair. I like it. I like it. Let me get a dexterity plus brawl. My idea here is that Mal was trying to pin you, not hurt you. This is straight up trying to hurt them for trying yes. to stop you. Good. Okay. Just want to make sure I understood. Dexterity plus brawl, my friend. And the other thing was just for fun. Yes, yeah. I love it. It's just for psychic damage good, for good me. Yeah. Three, three successes. Three successes. We'll say that because Mal, you are not defending that role. Huh. It's just straight hurt. Uh, you will take three superficial points of damage <laughs> as you can feel some of your hair pulled free from the scalp as you know a patch oh. comes out. In and then I, just got a, I got like a fistful of it, toughed it up in my hand. Yeah. Are you pulling my hair, you fucking psycho? <laughs> God, I hate it here. Okay. We will go to Sybil next. Sybil, what's the move? I'm calmly stepping over my coterie fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Going into Niles and asking, does it help if any of them survive? If they all die, we're fucked. Or at least I'm fucked. Okay, we'll save one. That'll work. Niles just shuts the fuck up. Niles is fucking panicked. And I, oh fuck. I, 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 I think Burroughs is there, honestly, and, yeah. and I think he's gonna say, I think we can say more than just one. Just, just let Sybil, let's try to talk it out. Okay, good. Eli, go ahead and give me um, a composure plus insight for me. <laughs> just just to see where your mind's Sybil. at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get to the door first before Sybil. Okay. I'll let him. Uh, that's two successes and one bestial failure. Okay, so uh, absolutely past the DC on this. The panic is not taking over here. You do have a feeling that killing them all may be preferable, um, but keeping one is a good motive as well. Both of those could keep you alive. It's when some of them get out of this situation that you feel they could get back to Sylvie the most. Um, but with that in mind, uh, my friend Burroughs and Sybil, you're both running for the door, I'm yeah, assuming? I, yeah, I think I'm gonna uh, hold, hold the door open and then you know allow Sybil to step through. Okay. And when I step through, I keep the door open so that it's clearly visible that there are two people in the middle of the street, like, you know, wrestling on the ground. <laughs> Got it. And I'm just gonna call out uh, Conquerors! This is uh we're the committee for for public safety. Uh, just whip out my watchman badge, and I'll oh, say yeah. I got some good news and I got some bad news. Mm-hmm. Now the bad news is this place is closing down, but the good news is is we've got a new place for you, and uh, it's called the Boom Boom Room. We cleared it out for you the other night. Now we don't want you all to get hurt while we renovate this space, so we're gonna ask you kindly to uh, to make your way over to the Boom Boom Room. 
I airdrop the address to the Boom Boom Room to anyone with airdrop open. Anybody. <laughs> I love this. Um, Burroughs, please make the charisma yes. plus perform no uh, plus persuasion charisma plus persuasion of your life that's fine yes that's good that's a good oh. number of dice here we go uh i don't think i need to activate presence fuck it yeah i got this we do two successes god damn <laughs> no! here we go <laughs> the, the dice you have to better you. they do not <laughs> like me there's it's a lot so happening today, huh? You gotta get okay. better dice. I'm bringing willpower. You can spend willpower. Uh, can sure, spend I'll willpower. spend willpower. Up to, to three thank dice. You. That's worth Please. it. It's absolutely worth it. Three dice. That's no more success. If I, I disappear from this stream good, for good, five good, minutes good, 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 because I'm driving dice to Sergio's house. Regal, uh, where are you in this situation? You're the last of us before Dude, I, I don't get fucking to go. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Such an honest answer. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, oh shit! I'm gonna walk in. I'm like, I'm gonna look to Mal and be like, Mal, you got this. Yes. <laughs> Mal, who is currently pinning Enoch, as Enoch has ripped shreds of their hair free from their scalp, bleeding down one side, skirting Enoch. this tall man across the floor. Enoch, if they let you go, will you just calm the fuck down? No. <laughs> Hate it. I'm gonna walk into the club. <laughs> you and I just, I, saunter up to the, I just, the front of Lush. And the dog! Yeah. The dog is just side by side with you. Niles, is there any movement here as you watch your life crumble in front of you? No, I'm just watching it unfold. Yeah. There's nothing I can really do about it. I'm just standing right outside the door. <laughs> okay, this sense. is the most chaotic right. episode we've ever had, yeah? yeah. Right. Wait, is it? <laughs> no. no. It has to be. Close. We say that Bodies. every episode. <laughs> Talk to me in no. 10 more. <laughs> no dicks have been twisted just yet. So yeah. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Okay. My um, God. Burrows standing in the foot of the door, Sybil just behind, waving the big ringed hand, flashing that badge. Allison standing by, pulsing and breathing like a crazed beast covered in these jumping roaches that have started to flip about and move into the club itself. All of these people in this room absolutely gobsmacked over what they are watching, what they just heard. The Boom Boom Club is something that rattles through half of their minds. What the fuck is that? What is going on? There's only one solution as those 12 guns are drawn, and it is a hail of bullets towards the entrance door. (laughs) All right. Sergio, you had something. I would no, hate to no, take it away no. from you. Go, go ahead and shoot at them all. I'll say it the next, once all the gunfire's done. <laughs> okay. It is a hail of gunfire. Shotgun blast, nine millimeters. There are submachine guns going off. Twelve people all emptying as much as they can at the two intruders at the door here. I mean, there's like four of us now at the door. Yeah. Did I sp- like I sprinted off to the nearest one right at this point or no? Uh-oh. You will on your turn, yes, yes. But you made no action to dodge. You made an a- action to attack, so you will be taking this. Good. Allison, <laughs> you take five superficial damage. 
Burroughs, you take five superficial damage. Love it. Sybil, you take five superficial damage. Yeah. God bless America. Um, <laughs> we start at. <laughs> can I can I say what I was gonna do? Yes, absolutely. Me? So all the all the guns go off. There's this heavy smoke in the air. I'd like to think that everyone that was standing at the door is still standing completely unaffected by the gunfire if anything we all look kind of annoyed you know Burroughs ro- rolls his eyes and he's like now let's all keep cool let's keep calm now I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step forward and I'm gonna say don't don't get rattled by her and I'm gonna point to Allison and don't you mind those two in the street they're just for if you they're just here for if you don't comply so I'm gonna ask you one more time Pack up your guns, pack up your bitches, and make your way over to the boom boom room before things get real ugly. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Let's switch tactics here. This will be a manipulation plus intimidation, my friend Burroughs. All right, well, that's a shame because I don't have anything in intimidation. Go ahead and add guy. an extra dice into the pool because oh, of this yeah, display. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the show. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Activate presence. Okay, Alex that's two successes again. Okay. Do you have presence? I do have presence. I suppose okay. I should act- activate presence. Go ahead and yes. throw in one more dice. Pool. All right, here we go. And that's a success. Three successes. Okay. Three successes. How do I take this even um i mean they realize now we're obviously kindred and if they want to keep going they're going to get their fucking shit rocked right there is a pause here in the inevitable gun smoke as they are trying to take in what you have said and some of them still primed with the gun are looking back uh, slotting their weapons priming them for an aim again and just as two more 9mm shots go off into the air just off the side of you missing them because they're all panicked with the shots there's a call from the second floor hey fuck off with that shit stop firing stop firing and you can see there is this tall muscular woman that steps out from the, uh, the second floor she's got this tight braid on her head and a rattlesnake tattoo that runs along an undercut onto her cheek. Absolutely built to fuck fuck shit up. She's standing there on the balcony on the second floor. Mm -hmm. Um, She calls, Who the fuck are you people? Put your fucking guns down. Let's talk to these idiots. I'm Sybil. What's your name? I'm Amos. Who the fuck told you to be here? What the fuck are you doing? And what the fuck is that? And she points out to Alice. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, Allison's gonna like lick her teeth and lips like ah like that just to really fuck. I with hope them. you eat a cockroach. Yeah, it's definitely a cockroach. Why not at mouth. this point? That's a potential timeline. Can we talk? Are you guys with Sylvie? No, sort of. Oh, we are not. We are the committee for public safety, and everybody is under our jurisdiction, in our opinion. And we need you out of this place. Pretty much simple as that. Fucking shit. I knew this place was a curse. What the fuck is going on here? 
listen, hey, we got you a new spot, and it's even better than this one. It's not fucking condemned. Yeah, there's actual chicks in it, naked ones. The Boom Boom Club. That's that's a place down downtown in in Naked City. Doesn't fuck you, click run out of that. Yeah. Fuck you, click. Apparently got fucked. Yeah, haven't you heard the news? Uh, someone took him out. And I smile at him. It's empty now. If you want it, looks like you need a club. She sort of poises herself and starts walking down the, the steps. She looks at the floor of people on that first floor. She sizes you all up outside very quickly. Let's deal with Mal <laughs> and with Enoch <laughs> and with Niles. What's the move out here? Is there a dumpster anywhere close by with a lid? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I would like to drag Enoch and fling him into the dumpster uh, by his legs. Beautiful. That's Give amazing. me a strength plus brawl plus prowess. They don't got it. I'm going completely limp and I'm letting him <laughs> do it. God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to call you Ronnie from now on when you piss me off. <laughs> successes. Okay. All right. Enoch, are you trying to stop this action? No, I'm just enjoying the ride. <sighs> Absolutely vile. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is there any move you would like to make here, Aaron? No, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until I'm tossed in the dumpster and I'm going to be just completely loose like I'm just going along with whatever's happening and then I'm going to count to five and then I'm going to explode out of the dumpster and run past Mal into the club. See, but Thank my plan is that I'm going to sit on top of them certain people closed. Okay. You, uh, uh, did we get our result roll? It was three, right? Three, three, successes. three successes. And then I want to climb on top of the dumpster. Yes, you absolutely do. You dump him in. The smell is horrid, Enoch, but you are, you know, loosely inside. You're limp on top of a bunch of trash covered in stale alcohol and the smell of beer is strong in here. There's banana peels and uh, ashes from lost cigarettes. You're you're living the life as Mal sits on top of the dumpster. You leaving owe me a new suit. Never. <laughs> There's literally no world in which I buy you a new suit, you absolute lunatic. I kick the lid. <laughs> oh no. A little nerd kicked the lid. What am I gonna do? You hop oh, no. what just are you a, gonna do? Just a little into the air and then fall back onto the lid, keeping him there. Niles, you are also outside. Is there anything you'd like to do? It seems as though Burroughs might have struck an accord. The shooting was rampant, so much yeah. so that there is probably a few cruisers that definitely flashed on their lights the second they heard it. It was like the rail of 12 different firearms going off in one space. But it suddenly has come to a screeching halt. And you can hear conversation on the far end in the open door, and you can see Burroughs waving those rings about. He's got the badges, and you can see the club lights are glinting off the side of them. Uh, is there an action here? I'm just going to shuffle a little bit in, get an assessment of what's going on inside, but I'm keeping str- straddled with the door. <laughs> Guess so- I need to leave. <laughs> Amos steps down to the first level, and she looks about everyone she's with and then to all of you she says so if I'm getting this right you want us to move to some club you cleaned out 
of the fuck you club, the click. You want us to stay there. And for our trouble, you won't kill us. You catch on quick. So what's your plan for after we leave? What is our plan, Sybil? Everyone else? Anyone got any bright ideas what we want to do with this place? I have an idea. Well, the person who's in charge of that is covered in roaches, but we (laughs) plan to use Lucky's as what it's supposed to be, a club. I I don't really give a shit what you do with this place. I'm talking about us. Oh, you fully fuck off, and then we leave you alone. Unless, of course, we're asked to not leave you alone, but if you stay under the radar, we won't see you. Also, there's always the thing about employment, uh, as this is our new domain. If y'all were looking for work, we could always use hands in certain projects. Fucking hell. Do the Conquerors like making a little extra cash once in a while? And I'll, I'll throw down like 300 bucks just on a table. You can see that some of the, the members of that 12 absolutely do scoop up that cash as it's floating floated down to the table, but Amos looks unconvinced. Buy yourself um, some pizza. There's that Naked City pizza. They're pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't think we could work for all of you. We're spoken for. That's a shame. We should all learn to get along. Well, I have been walking where I shouldn't. And I could be persuaded to take off the vest, but it'd have to be a good enough deal. I'm sure everybody here, though we're spoken for, we don't mind a little side piece. Well, that's good to know. What's on offer? For now, it's just your lives. How about we'll come to you when we have something we need? Okay. We can also, um... Provide takeout if needed. Actual food, not naked city pizza. That's what the money was for. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Let's call it a loss then. We'll go to the boom boom room. We'll stay there. And we'll all leave each other alone. Hmm. Boy, these conquerors are. Well, they're real pleasant people. Everybody in town says there's a bunch of shitheads, but I, I disagree. They're they're quite uh, quite nice. Burrow, shut yeah. the fuck up. We got quite the reputation, don't we? Quite the reputation. Do you want food waiting for you when you get home, or you'll find something on the way? I think we'll find something on the way, for sure. So I guess we'll just get to leaving, then. I'm going, uh, Allison's going to step forward and the glass is kind of raised down so her eyes can make eye contact. Right. A little roach climbs across your forehead as yeah. you do so. Yeah. Because uh, I want to do, which one is it? Is it awe? Oh, let's do, yeah. Is it? Kind of want to do, shit. Do we want to mesmer it? Like, uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of that one where I tell people, like, a, a you command. don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Com- I'm, tra- I'm so sorry. That's where I'm like, do we want to? Wait, question, guys. You could do we want compel- to kill these people? 
They're, no. They feel pretty compelled to me. I'm, Burl's is stepping out of the way to let him walk out the door. Do what you gotta do. Compel. And, I would and, be like... Uh, I, I would just... I only want to put, like... Don't, like, kind of like a don't, uh... Kind of like they fuzzy with our identity so we don't get totally screwed. Like, you keep this quiet. Like, you gotta... That is to Amos or to all like 13 people in I don't think world. I can I, I'm gonna do Amos I'm gonna focus on Amos be like I do wanna tell you just because okay. Amos forgets the other 12 will not yeah but Amos is in charge of them right yes but they can also tell Amos don't you remember meeting those people fuck alright they do just a fuck now I'm holding off oh my god <laughs> that was a small yeah, kindness I gave you so later when I do not you keep that in your back pocket Jesus, okay. all right. <laughs> I'm covered in roaches. You think she's really thinking at this moment? No, she's you're like, fine. You're totally fine. You were trying to do what powers you have with you. I just think keep them on oh, lock no. right here. Oh, God. Don't no. want to show the fire before the magician's show started. Okay. Uh, she starts to wearily call for the rest of them to put down their guns. And she is the first to walk past all of you. Vulnerable, guns away. She starts a line. There's a few stepping out with her side by side, and they mean mug right past Burroughs. Is there any action as they are leaving the club? Uh, I believe five seconds is up, so I will go to Enoch outside unless there is anything else. Get, go to Enoch, and then I have something. Beautiful. Enoch, it's been five seconds, baby. <laughs> it's time to rock. That voice inside of you goes, it's time, it's time, it's ours, it's ours! Okay, Let's do this. Me, hear me out here. Am I, is this like the kind of dumpster that's on wheels? <laughs> yeah. Am I hypothetically strong enough to punch my legs through the bottom of the dumpster and start Flintstone carring this shit? <laughs> I never in my life thought I would hear that. <laughs> Rob uh, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, let me get a strength plus raw <laughs> to Flintstone yourself through the dumpster. I. You succeed. That is. Well, it's only two successes. You're having a little trouble getting your feet through, buddy. <laughs> it's a great idea in practice, one that only a metaphysicist could come up with. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not quite working for you. Then in that case, I'm just going to try the, you know, use inertia uh -huh. to rock forward, kick back, rock forward, kick back, rock forward, thereby slowly nudging the garbage can towards the door. This is incredible. We'll say you do not have to roll for this as this will affect next to nothing to what I'm doing here. Okay. I will return. Burroughs, you said you had something. I just want to do one thing. As the conquerors are leaving and there's this kind of feeling of like, oh my god, we, we may have actually survived this. Burroughs having for the first moment a time where Allison is not by Enoch. He's going to walk right up to her, grab her by the wrist, pull her close, so that he whispers in her ear. Oh. And he's going to say, listen, that thing we did last night, I'm not that kind of guy. So don't ask me to do it again. The kind of games I like to play are one-on-one. -on -one. So if you want to see me again, you know where to find me. <laughs> now we'll let her go. 
I just, I just, throw, I, I let go overhand and I walk away, kind of to inspect the building. You're lucky. Allison, no, there you, is this. Was it an aggressive grab or was it like? It, it was aggressive in the way you like it. You know okay, what I mean? Thank like, you. I was, yeah. I, that's where I'm trying to figure out that because I'm like, it was she making the boundaries clear. <laughs> she's Allison, gonna, there she's is a bizarre. When you turn and walk away, by the way. Beautiful. Burrows, you have your ass grab. I'll smile at her. The conquerors made their way outside. Uh, it seems as though they're getting on their bikes and their cars, of which there are many and many types. Uh, and they drive away. Um, it seems as though they're making their exit. Uh, they make for the main street of Naked City, the Arts District, and it seems as though you have rid Club Canaan of their ilk. Burroughs uh, looks at have... Niles. What you got to say? It doesn't solve my problem. Shit, you're hard to please, girl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I gotta walk away from this. How, this how covered in roaches am I still? Uh, uh, that is up to Sybil. <laughs> yeah, technically they can stay until the scene is over. If you, if I, if it seems like you've earned the roaches leaving, then the roaches will <laughs> leave. <laughs> That's if that's some gentle parenting right there. Wanna, Wait until your child pepper. earns the par- the roaches leaving everyone. I, yeah. I don't know if they're leaving or not because I guess my mind's fuddled. So I'm going to go ahead and grab. The, she's not thinking. Grab a bottle of any liquor and start pouring on me. Okay. Be like, I need a match. I gotta burn the fuckers off. I gotta burn the fuckers off. I gotta burn the fuckers off. Can I have a match, please? Someone give me the match. I need a match. Okay. Before you match. set yourself on fire, the roaches will die. We're afraid of fire. <laughs> Genuine. Yes, fire what? is. I just want to remind you, fire is one of the one things that can kill you. No. I know. I'm very aware. What in the mother fuck was I that? Really, I really, really. Poor has not been around. I really don't like that. <laughs> that was actually one of the better times. Actually, the best time. We all got to learn to swing our dicks. You know what I mean? No, but we should is everyone alright where is yeah, I, they still I think in me? the middle of this conversation the dumpster just kind of starts jackhammering its way in through the door there is a loud I'm slamming my feet it. against it <laughs> trying to push Mal it back Mal is essentially like horse straddling <laughs> the top of a dumpster which is moving by itself and has sort of positioned itself at the edge of the privacy fence into Club Canaan I'm trying to gong the sides of it as loud as I can to fuck with him. <laughs> okay. That I'm was... fucking speechless. I don't know what the fucking said. Because of my hunger, I'm going to be like, where's Enoch? Where's Enoch? Where's Enoch? I'm in here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the voice comes from inside of the dumpster. <laughs> I'm what I'm about to do. I'm going to grab his arm. I'm just going to start biting and drinking it. Through the dumpster? Through the no, dumpster? No, I thought you got out. I thought, oh, no. No, I, I, thought I heard you got that out. Is in there. Allison, oh, let me paint this picture. Mal is standing between you and Enoch. Mal is sitting on top of the dumpster, I, preventing I, I your love from escaping. I need to get in that dumpster now. You can either get 
in the dumpster with me or get the fuck off the top. I'm getting in the dumpster. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Come what? Are you doing? Come down into the dumpster. Get off the me. dumpers. Or go in or it's get off. Nice and warm in here. Shut up. Go in or get off. Go in. No. Get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Get off. Why? Oh, Jesus get... Christ, you're annoying. I'm gonna flip her and then go in the dumpster and. I don't know if people can see, but I'm gonna. I have to eat, so right. I'm gonna start literally just biting the shit out of Enoch and start. Fighting. I slowly shut the little gun and sit <laughs> yeah. back on top of it. This it's seems just like the shaking violently choice. underneath you. I don't like being here or feeling any of these feelings, but this seems like the best choice, right? Yeah. You guys agree? I don't know. I can't tell. It's not a violation if they do it in the trash. What if? What here? How about this? And I want to, because I still have prowess up. I want to tip it on its side and then just push it so that the lid of the dumpster is against the wall, and I don't have to sit on it anymore. But they're they're enclosed. <laughs> it's technically their club. <laughs> it doesn't mean we have to like it. So. Yeah, but- Here's the thing: is slaking the thirst off each other is a very tricky little thing. Uh, traditionally, this would do damage to the boy, not um, I know help oh him. Um, so instead, I'm going to allow like the transference of hunger, okay. uh, so that we don't kill Aaron. Um, Aaron, you are in all means allowed to give Allison as much of Enoch's blood as you like uh, for every ounce of hunger for every number slaked for her is one gained by you so she's at three and she goes down to one that's two hunger for you so what's it gonna be amanda how much are you yeah oh i'm doing that you're going to three babe i'm going to one (laughs) (laughs) enough you can feel yourself considerably weaken as without even permission consent or agreement this this toxic relationship between the two of you takes hold and you become a puppet again to her word and she extends out your arm and takes nearly everything from you you now have three hunger do you get what you need yeah i can't yeah 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 yeah. um yeah i'm good then I, you, what happened to your suit? Why do you got dirt on your suit? Because I was thrown into a trash can. <sighs> and then I think the the slowly the noise and the dumpster just kind of. I'm gonna dies. kick that plastic <laughs> like that that thing. So even if it doesn't come off, we're gonna probably bounce off the wall. And I'm just gonna come out and be like. Yes. I roll out of there, there's like a banana peel like draped <laughs> over my head that just kind of flops to the floor. Yeah. You've got coffee grounds yeah. built into your beard at that point. Sorry <laughs> right, about that. Uh, Burroughs, you had something. Niles is in fact walking away. I think Niles went outside for air, right? Niles is maybe. Yeah, I'm heading out like outside towards the sidewalk. I, I, I think Burroughs would see this after... You know, gesturing to them, and I think he would follow them out, and uh, and he'd call out to them and say, "Listen, um, I know we haven't said more than probably two words since we met, but uh, we did this the way we did it to keep 
to help you. Does this not help you? No, it doesn't help me. What's stopping Amos from now going and telling Sylvie that we came here instead of where I needed you guys to go? We can still go to Sylvie, but this is our domain, and I think Sylvie would respect the fact that we're keeping it and, and, and you know, doing Sylvie what we doesn't give do. a fuck. You, you don't realize the Anarchs don't give a fuck that you're Camarilla, right? And you don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck about anybody here. We're just... I'll say this is just Burroughs and... Oh, um, sorry. It's okay. They've gone out to the sidewalk. What I was going to say is you're probably used to people not giving a fuck about you, but things are different now. You're with the Watchmen, okay? And we care about each other. I'm sorry that this upset you, but we're going to work it out one way or another. When you asked for help, we all helped you unquestionably. But when I asked for your help, you just said, fuck you, I want my club instead. How is that helping me? You didn't even get to let me fully explain to you what's going on. I don't even get the opportunity to do that. And now I have to deal with the consequences. If it makes you feel any better, we all have to deal with the consequences, okay? Because that's what this is. It's a package deal. I don't think... I don't know. One of these days, you're going to figure out we're the only friends you got, Niles, all right? I'll kind of straighten up and walk into the club again. I'll take it like five seconds and I'll come back. Niles, sitting there on the corner, considering what Burroughs said to you, uh... Uh, Spoons is cuddling up against you, sensing the distress between the situation. You're taking a moment to breathe in air that truly doesn't do anything for you. Um, And you think you see the flash of a panel van off the the corner of the street. Stops at an intersection just short of you. Um, It stays for longer than your, your mind likes. Falters, stops. The red light turns green and it doesn't move. And then it drives off. You can see the passenger or the driver behind the driver's seat is just some young kid, maybe 18, and you can see the flash of a cell phone on his face. Uh, But the stark moment, the little second that it could have been anything else is real to you. There is always going to be someone coming for you, Niles. I'm going to take spoons out before I go back inside and I'm going to have him do what he normally does and does just a, a look over and see if there's anything worth seeing uh, it, not there. It is your first time seeing him take flight with new wings and at first he can't seem to pick himself up from the ground. Um, it's like learning new again and these new masses of flesh along a body that was built for smaller can't seem to bring himself up until finally he finds stride into his wings and his bones seem to crack and form against it and he bursts out into this far, high, fast fly, faster than you've ever seen him fly and it becomes this disturbing juxtaposition of the bones almost unfurling one piece at a time into the air to keep the wings airborne. You're realizing that your closest friend has changed forever just to keep him alive. 
but he does begin to survey the area. Burroughs walks back into the club and says, uh, Nile says we don't listen to her, listen to them. So it sounds like we need to uh, go speak to this Sylvester person they, they know. Could we not have done that first? We should have done it first. We should have, but a couple of people decided to make a big scene, so we had to take action. Oh, I'm sorry. I got uh, whatever. I am what I am, and it took what? I can't do nothing about it. You two need to look at me right now. Thank you. You're part of a team one way or another. A coterie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You all pull shit like that again. I'm going to see to it personally that you greet the fucking sun. They act like I fucking did that. Like, oh, hey, Allison, did you decide to go ahead off the rails? No, I didn't. Thank you. I think you just threatened us, honey. No, 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 no. Hey, Enoch, you misunderstand me. I promised you. you, Oh, no. (laughs) No. I'm going to start hitting my head on the wall. Like, really we just got the place. Can we please just at least keep the walls and the windows where they are? Apart from <laughs> the guns that shot through the windows. We technically did it. I don't think that they're fully fucked off. We need to lock this place down or find some sort of magical yeah. way to secure it or whatever, but Brad's it's ours. Talking to Sylvester this is our place. Part of that. This is yes, our we go see Sylvester. If this, if it keeps our home safe, then why don't we just, yeah, this, this keeps our home safe. This keeps our place safe. It's ours. Whatever. We're good. Holy good? fucking shit. <laughs> She's gonna, Sybil's gonna t- turn towards Regel for a second. Um, and just whisper you have to stay around because because literally last time Burroughs had two dicks in his hand by the end of the night and I, we really can't afford that we really can't afford that again no I'm not, I'm not joking and I'm not being hyperbolic that's literally what happened you for some reason you I don't know if humanity is stored in the beanie or what but you need to circle around Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Not if I can help it. Pat on the shoulder. Fuck. Would you all like to hear about your club? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we yeah. do. Yes, please. <laughs> what did we get, Trebek? Sure. <laughs> the inside of the club is wide and spacious, almost devoid of all furniture. It works largely in a hangar format that forms long industrial piping and rafters that run parallel to large panels of light bulbs. A waxed dance floor sits in the center at the lowest level of a tier of platforms. The floor itself feeds into the higher booths that then feed into the bar level. And at the furthest point, there is a series of stairs that feed down onto the lower tiers and up onto the second floor VIP bar. While it has gone largely untouched in years, it it has been set in a serious uh, state of disarray and has been cluttered with a hoarder level of squatter's litter. The building itself has exceptional bones. Uh, The uh, playlist playing over right now is classic rock, but of course it seems as though there's been speakers 
run through this place, and it looks as though there are three uh, sets of stairs down into lower levels below the main. And Enoch, if you would like to explain any other intricate details to this place as you designed it yourself, please uh, feel free to tell anyone, the audience, our coterie, what we're looking at. I'm imagining, like, it's with, with like, the state of disrepair it's in, I imagine we're, how it's going to play out is we're going to do, like, renovations on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we, like, build it up. Okay. From, you know, the Beautiful. wretched squalor that currently yeah, well, exists. You're talking about the basement, though. There's the, the whole thing. No, we're not breaking it whole down. Well, we're, re- we're going to have to clean it all up. Yeah, but there's still a basement. Well, yeah, we're not rebuilding the building. Yeah, no, that's what I want to make sure. No. Okay. <laughs> I love that this has turned into like an episode of House Hunters for Aaron and Amanda. That's, that's exactly that's exactly what's we happening. We had this very. That's why I was like, wait a minute, we're not building yeah. a space. That thing's already fucking there. What's your, budget? No. Sub- what's your budget? Yeah, yeah. What's I'm your budget? A, yeah. What are we working with? I'm a, har- I'm a hamster farmer and a vegetarian, and our budget is 1.5 million. <laughs> My budget is pretty damn wealthy. That's why. <laughs> Um, got bank. Do you guys go exploring through the building at all? Are we immediately going off to try and find Sylvie? What's, I what's would, the... but everybody else really wants to go meet Sylvie. <laughs> I think I mean, we I... want to make sure one of our coterie doesn't die. Yeah, and, and I, I, do, I do think Burroughs does take a, a, you know, kind of a moment looking around, just a pride on his face. Uh, even though folks uh, tell him what he's doing is wrong or stupid, things keep working out, so he doesn't <laughs> quite get what the issue is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree. Thank you. Niles, uh, you were given a number for that bar to, to uh, access, basically, through Huey on the drive home um, mm-hmm. that you can call to inform them that you're, you're coming into play, because obviously... Uh, the last few times you've been to a bar like that, things have gone haywire. So they'd like a yeah. little notice first. Yeah, I'll, I'll call the phone and let them know that we're we'll be there soon. Okay, absolutely. They pick up on the other side and they they tell you uh, they'll try and have Sylvie in when you get there. It is an address on uh, basically just east of where you are now, um, dingy little bar. Take a walk. Sure. Might as well. All right. It's a walk. Okay. Uh, you walk on over to this place. Uh, it's getting closer to, we'll say, like 10, 1030 at night. Um, but by the time you arrive at the address you were given, uh, it is a big no-name uh, bar. It doesn't even have signage on the front of it. Uh, parked in the back of like an industrial zoning of the city. It Caleb? looks like. Yes? Before we enter, enter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mal's wound. Yeah, yeah. Do I see it? The pulling of the hair? Yeah. Absolutely. You can see some of the patches are starting to heal already. Also, there's uh, the ankle. Yes, and you can see where your stiletto heel went square That's... through the calf. That one's fine. It's more of the. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, no, that does bring up uh, a point. You get Venmo requests for $30 for every injury. Actually, I, that's where I was going to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just oh, just charging charging each other. Jar, that's right. Each other. Yes. Because I want to pull Enoch aside, and if anyone's paying attention, 
I'll be grabbing you, like, in the folder, be like, remember, there are, there are my things, too. You do not damage my fucking things. Venmo. There we go. Uh, Mal's phone screeches about the, the Venmo request. <laughs> and I turn to this. Uh, so I can't use this. Um, it's this doesn't you know work. I don't think I can send you money. Also, I don't have a bank account. So what what did goths use the barter system? Something. I mean, I have my bank account. You can send it to me. That's no no. problem. Uh, here and I'll just pull out like twenty bucks and another locust wing. (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, yeah cool this is ten dollars worth of wing i thought so i mean i ripped a dude's hand off i didn't rip his balls off that's bros i hate that i have to declare which one is worse that that's something that i have to think about but i mean one probably died faster because of burrows yeah yeah. I do stop right. Burroughs on the walk over. Like, or at least sidle up next to him as we're walking. What's up, Rygale? For what it's worth, I appreciate what you did in there. Like, you you, you pulled us back from the brink. Like, if it weren't for you, that could have gone really, really, really badly. Well, I appreciate that. Somebody finally noticing my diplomacy skills. Yeah, no, listen. Just, uh, this whole masquerade thing is a, is a thing, right? Like, like, Listen, I'm pretty new to all this. That's why I'm asking. But like, the prince was pretty. I, I maybe we need to have a group meeting. But like, think about this, right? And I, if I'm talking to, I don't mean to be talking down to you. Like you're dumb. I'm kind of like thinking out loud as we're as we're talking here. Thank you. A bunch of bodies show up being ripped apart. Cops are going to ask questions. I wouldn't necessarily worry too much. Again, this is just connection. between me and Rygale. Damn it! <laughs> um, you you seem to strike a chord with Burroughs, like like it's it's almost like his own conscious telling him like you you kind of went too far last night, and um, I think he says, uh, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know. I I think I made a couple mistakes last night, and I I look in the direction of Allison and Enoch. Listen, um, you ever get that? You ever get that voice in your head that doesn't really tell you what to do, but it's happy when you do things it wants you to do? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, there is a very specific man in this city that I need to kill, and I get exactly what you're telling me. Yeah, I understand. Well, uh, I guess I didn't really keep that voice in check last night, but... Well, Rigel, I, I think that's why you're here keep people like me in check uh, maybe we can keep each other in check well, what do you think about that I like that alright well I don't think a couple cops are really going to mind some dead gangbangers but you got a point you got a point no more uh, no more well, displays of violence let's be real the cam is probably going to clean, clean it all up I have a feeling they own the cops in this city but don't give them any excuses to come breathing down your neck right you got a point, but it's a little hard when you're swept up in it. 
I don't know if you've ever actually let it take you, but it's intoxicating. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Let's look out for each other, like you said, all of us. You're a good guy, Rygel. You too, John. That means more to me than you than you know. Thanks. Fist bump. That's what the kids are doing, right? Fist bump. That's what the kids are doing. All right, let's get in there. Let's go. Is there anything else we would like to accomplish? I just like. I just like to remind everybody that this is not Elysium, and you are not granted just to say and do whatever you want. Sylvie is not a very pleasant person. Should we take your lead? Let you talk? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But as long as you keep that in mind, that violence is a tactic here. So keep it cool. So keep it cool. Cool Look as at Allison. Like Fonzie. We're going to yeah. be cool. Allison and I are known for being cool. Yeah, I hope you can be cool, Enoch. I don't want to go in the box. <laughs> Entering into this room, uh, the bar itself is unlocked at the front door as long as you guys are going through there. Is there any alternative entrance? Are we trying to go through a back entrance off the side? Are we trying to do anything that the new gen is pretty good at? Going through the front door. Okay. Keep it above board for now. And I believe Niles is the one in front. Yeah, I'll go in front. Okay. (laughs) It's a good place for you. Um, The door opens and it's one of those old uh, rusty, like uh, heavy doors that shuts and sucks in the vacuum behind you as all of you shuffle into a very dark room where no one is here. There is a single lamp on in the center that works almost like a ghost light, and it illuminates much of the room, but the recesses of shadow illuminate uh, are, are not illuminated across basically all corners of the room. It just creates this little pool of light in the center. Um, there is a set of stairs that go up uh, at the very far end uh, of that wall opposite to where you guys are now works into a second floor there's a restroom right next to that and then a manager's room on the other side on the east side wall um, uh, entering in uh, there is uh, an opening of that manager's door and out walks uh, Hugh uh, who steps out into the pool of light in front of you Niles Hey, Sylvie here? No. Is this all of you? I thought I thought we were supposed to talk to Sylvie. What's going on? Is this all of you, Niles? Yeah. Okay. Sylvie's not going to come. Sylvie doesn't want to talk. Sylvie's not very happy. We just got a call. Somebody hit one of his bars. Or at least something he was looking into. And he gives you a very pointed look, Niles. Just sort of glancing off you. Um, look I was down. in Naked City. Now that's Camarilla territory, so Sylvie wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. He was out of step. Making moves he's not supposed to in a time of truce. So Alice 
that's a friend of ours. He looks to the rest of you, sort of sizing you all up as he's realizing he's talking to more than Niles here. Ellis is a little upset with him. Which means that whoever perpetrated whatever happened at that bar in Naked City, whoever took a hit out on Sylvie and made some moves in his direction, would be inclined to be forgiven if that was the case. Because if anyone were to act on what happened tonight, it might meet the end of the truce. And that's not something any of us are prepared to do tonight. So if all of you know anyone who operates out of Naked City for the Camarilla, please, um, since you all are new around here, could you extend my greatest sympathies to what happened to their domain? Sybil? Hmm. Yes. Good. Sylvie still wants a favor from all of you, and we're inclined to agree. But I think we're going to use an intermediary. Niles, I'm sure you filled them all in. Kinda, not really. I thought Sylvie would fill most of it in. Right. Because what Sylvie wanted. I was told to bring him here. Yeah. Okay. Well, the situation is this. There's a small town casino out of Fremont Street that was taken over pre-truce by a mortal family that's been moving in on property closest to the strip that they could. It's something that Sylvie wants. It's a casino called the Silver Dollar. Um, The issue is, and this is the biggest issue, this is why we're having you all do it and not him, uh, it's mafia control. Family have it. Meaning that, sure, they're dirt bags and they're easy to take out, and we could clear that whole place and take it for Sylvie, sure. But most of the family in town have connections back with the Camarilla. Meaning that we would know, need to know someone on their side to handle their own business. You all qualify at least with Niles' new connections, meaning that you could take the casino back, you could take what's inside the vault, and Sylvie can keep the property. And then we call this even. Niles keeps doing what they agreed to, and we don't break a truce that doesn't need breaking. I want to make sure I understand. Maybe I'm just slow. Sylvie oversteps. By your own admission, sir, correct? Yeah. Okay. Now we're on the hook to do a favor for you. Oh, Niles. No. The favor was even before Sylvie took any move in your direction. Okay. You need to talk to your friend here. I'm not going to speak for my friend. Um, Okay. Niles deserves their own voice here. But trust me, this was coming for you long before any bad decisions were made in Naked City. Niles is pretty scared of something 
or someone. They're smart. Yeah. Listen. Might be in that individual's best interest to not scare my friends. Because then your truce, your truce can get all the way fucked. Would you like me to deliver that message somewhere? No, I'm a man enough to deliver it myself. Niles, Just- do you stand by this? Is that your word in the message? Should I let Alice know this is the party's oh, no, no, belief? No. no. That's from that's from Rigel. Okay. Well, let me be the voice of the Baron of Fremont Street, as as I usually am. Your friend who you think we've hurt breathes because I care about them deeply. Your friend today walks, all of you walk, because Alice took pity on new blood. And if you pulled this shit around any of your fancy princes, you'd all be dead. And today you walk away. I will well, watch. About, hmm? How about we walk away and think about it for a night? Do you have a generous offer? We are a team. We are a coterie. We need to discuss it. Good. Good. Sure. Think about it. These are good situations that I think you're reading as a movement on your existence. It's not. We are trying to do the right things for Vegas, like like the best that we can. But if we keep stepping over each other's toes, someone is going to lose them. This is the last and final warning for new people with new powers. You can only be forgiven after you're dead so many times. And he looks directly at you, Niles. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your hospitality. Silver Dollar Casino, just east of Fremont Street. Look it up. Mafia controlled. You're going to have to get in good with whoever runs them. Or at least be quick to apologize to whoever's throwing that racket. You, um, you got a good point of contact? Somebody knows the family? Somebody knows the property? It's Camarilla. I don't touch it. That's your people, not mine. Fair enough. Thank you. We can source that. We can. Okay. You all leave first. Yes, sir. You bleed out into the street. You're back into the open night air of Vegas, having met with Hugh and earned another assignment on the docket. I'm. Are we away from anyone that could report back to Hugh about whatever? Like, it looks like call? Hugh came alone, as far as you can tell. Okay. Unless you're looking for people in hiding or. Because I, I, I would like to say something to everybody here, but I would like to make sure that we don't have any extra ears. Do you mind if we go back to our new home? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You um, all go back to Club Canaan. Go ahead, Regal. I was going to say, uh, Niles, all due respect. Like, I know you're under no obligation to tell us what happened, but there's, there's some gaps here. 
I'm, I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, you guys owe I owe you a slight explanation. I at least owe you that much. Um, I got in trouble with the bear in the Fremont Street. I fed where I was not allowed to feed, and I got uh, made for it. And this is why we owe a favor. Were you feeding on the strip? I mean, what, what do you mean? I went to... I'm new blood or especially or maybe just me are not allowed to feed in Fremont territory or in any Anarch territory as far as I was told just to specify that to uh, Eli it was also because you fed on Kindred I don't yeah. know if you're negating I'm that information for I'm them. negating no, yeah, I'm, I'm just, absolutely negating right, that right. information I wanted to make sure you understood Okay. The yeah. players understand. We're trying to suss it out of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, um, See, this is ridiculous. I don't get this whole, so Camarillo's a government, but you're like new blood, but you don't have a rule book. And then Anarchs are not a government, but are government. This is where I'm like, I, Niles, I know we, I, I can understand why you don't like us. Eh. But <laughs> you are a part of this team. You're a part of this whole legion, if you will. You're one of us, so I see it that way. So why don't we just burn the system down, fucking narc on each other, and guess what? It don't really matter to us in the end anyways. I hate to say that I actually agree with her. I'm really sick of being told where I can and can't go and what I can and can't do. It's some horseshit. And I realize laws are a thing we have to deal with when we're alive, but we're not alive anymore. So why the fuck are we letting people tell us what to do? Well, look, there's, there's letting people tell you what to do, and then there's doing it so that you can have some kind of advantage on them. I mean, they're, they're the ones that drop their pants, the the whole, you know, being in the Boom Boom Club when they shouldn't have. So, if anything, we got dirt on them. Exactly! So, at the end of the day, they're acting like we owe them. When I'm like, bitch, you're the one that's about to pop off this war. Maybe we keep it to ourselves that they owe us. If we look into this thing... It's, uh, we take what we want. What are they going to do? I, Go to the Camarilla and complain? Exactly. Also, by the way, I actually have a lot of very good contacts and influences within our justice department. And what I know too? a DA, sheriff. Oh, I actually know a place that has a lot of big guns. Tank too. Do you know a guy named Underwood? Uh, Would I? Go ahead and roll me an influence plus intelligence. Oh. And here come 50 million dice. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! Babe. And, and what was it? Influence and what? Intelligence. Sorry, I don't mean to derail. That's alright. Ready? That's a handful of dice right there. Yes, that is. One. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, wait. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, that one's cocked. Which one? That one's cocked. What is cocked? This one, it means it's not landed face up. Oh, so revolt. Yep. Ah, that's even better. Okay. So that was... So we got two crits, so I think that equals four. Mm-hmm. You did it. Um, Plus five, so yeah. You, Holy shit. You cracked it. Um, yeah, you know Underwood. Um, piece of shit, Captain. Real country boy. Uh, moved here from the south, uh, rose in power insanely quickly. 
so much so that he's become the ire of a lot of people you like. He's a piece of shit. I know that piece of shit. I know it really well. I used to come here a lot when I was alive. You'd be surprised who I know here. Okay. 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 Uh, Sybil, what do you think? Yeah, not still young. What's the next move? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think if everyone is comfortable s- feeling safe tonight, then I think we should just get used to the club and start making moves there. Maybe we go uh, shopping for some cleaning supplies. Yes. Yeah. Maybe <gasps> we just lay low. Maybe we just... Oh, come on. I'm sick of laying low. It's it's like 11. We haven't laid low once. We can go home... When did we lay low? And how great has that been? Let's go to Home Depot. Property Brothers this bitch up. Let's go home and then we can go shopping tomorrow. Don't we have to go attack a club tomorrow? Yeah, See, we'll if we're do going to attack before. a club tomorrow, don't you think we well, want you know some what? hardware for that? Wait, wait. First off, we, we can order for pickup, y'all. It's a lot easier to do that these days. Second, but it's so much fun in there. This, you know, if tomorrow stop. would make three clubs. Three clubs. Just so I'm yeah. wondering, which club are we discussing? Uh, sorry, the casino. The the casino. The casino. Yeah. Just want to make sure. That would make three. I think we should have a night where we re- maybe just discuss how to not go into a place and Look, before shot. we get too caught up, I'll remind us that we have a, a little chapel to take a visit to. I don't want to leave uh, that order lingering for too long. Right. Let's just go, right? Yeah, uh, the reason why you were given the title of Watchman, the Domain of Naked City, (laughs) and Haven, of which you are standing in right now. The big shiny badges on your chest that says Watchman. (laughs) Yeah. That way. We should probably prioritize that. (laughs) Next. Let's do that next. We can help the the Anarchs with their thing, getting their good graces. There was no timeline on that from what I heard. And then if we... I can start looking at a Bugsy's thing, and if you all want to help me with that, you are more than welcome to. In the meantime, if you don't mind, Sybil, everyone else, Mal, John, everybody, I'll go start looking into the Silver Dollar and see what I can dig up on them. I used to do things uh, on research on the casinos in this town. I can, I can find something out. How do you... Wait, what do you mean research? Were you like... A spy in your past life? No, 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 no. I was a journalist. You so. have that vibe. I can see that. Okay. You want to go by yourself? Hmm. Whoever wants to come with, it's going to be boring. It's going to be a lot of Google and shit. It's going to be a lot better than just ending our night at 11. <gasps> Is the puppy going to be there? Where, where I go, Rufus goes. <gasps> I'll so, keep a distance. I'll probably fuck the computer up anyway. I can start cleaning. It sounds like we're all preparing the club. We're getting ready to research the silver dollar, and we're preparing for a journey off to the uh, the Lonely Hearts Chapel in Las Vegas here. Mm-hmm. Um, to leave you with an image 
uh, Enoch and Allison, you are uh, moving your way through the club. You're imagining what could be and what will be as all of you are cleaning through some of the filth that has been left by the conquerors and the blood that you all have shed on the floors and the multiple roaches that have made home in your bar as uh, uh, pertaining to Allison. You move through the second floor, the first, and then down into the sub-level basement. On the first sub-level basement, there is a private room, as there are many. It seems as though this used to be some sort of alternative uh, meeting place, or maybe an old sex club, something of the sort. But it's made for multiple different bedrooms down here on the main sub-floor. But in the back of the club, in the private room of that sub-floor, Uh, You notice that there is a noticeable uh, puff of fog or or, uh, gas leaking from the bottom of one of the doors. Oh, yeah. We're going in. Absolutely. Is it Allison the first way through? Eh, probably. Allison, there is some poetic justice as you take the two nubbins of your broken hand and put it around the handlebar of another flaming situation. And as you pull back, the gas starts to fill out even more until you start to realize it's uh, the the spill-off of dry ice. And the blast of cold that comes onto your bodies is extreme. Um, And inside, uh, in this plastic-sheeted room that has been plastic-sheeted the entire way through, what used to be like a boothed-out bedroom has now become a makeshift autopsy room, you would imagine. There are three... There are three. Her. <laughs> oh my god! There are three gurneys in the center of the room. Uh, there are HVAC units that have been set up off uh, each wall, and they better. are giving off an unbelievable blast of cold. And on those three gurneys are three bodies. They are taped into the gurney and restrained back behind the the gurneys themselves. They all three are conventionally beautiful comatose and still completely still save for very shallow breaths of these three creatures as they hold on for dear life on their heads are little red bows wrapped neatly as a gift and on the toe tag of each individual reads for the happy couple signed emmerich And we'll leave our session there for the day. What? Thank you, everyone, what for joining fuck? us. What? That was kind of cute in a terrible way. Are those, like, babies for you? Well, I hope that everyone enjoyed yes! themselves here. God uh, damn. What a note to leave it on. Yeah, we very expertly derailed this session, and God, did we teach the conquerors what's for and then get taught what's for for a little bit better ourselves. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Uh, maybe next yeah. session we can get into some of this Watchmen stuff and start seeing that side of the. What, Caleb? You want to talk here. about plot? No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It, as long as we keep ignoring it, I get to keep making fun of you for not engaging. So I'm fine either way. Um, this thing you worked on, you want us to focus on it? Well, you know, it's fine. We, we have a lot on the quest list. I don't mind which one you guys knock off first. So that's that's the point of the game. But we have officially that. changed Lucky's into Club Canaan. 
We are now officially in our domain, baby. Hell I hope yeah. everybody enjoyed yeah. themselves. Yes. Great session. Yeah. Great session, Caleb. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, guys. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for stayed with us. Uh, yes, thank, thank you for you. staying through two little upsets of our internet and our, our video there. Um, we stayed pretty consistently with everybody watching, which is still so super cool to see. Really we hope is. you guys join us for the next session, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after. Um, and we may we may be hitting you with two sessions or an additional session in September, basically. Um, we have yet to decide yet, but keep that in mind. We'll let you know on our socials if that becomes uh, pure, because we're trying to get in as much Vince as possible, as much Regal as possible. So thank you, everybody, for, for staying with us.